Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I am the Dude 79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, how you doing, man? You pretty chill, relaxed tonight? Not at all. Actually, quite the opposite. Uh, I haven't slept very well. I'm stressed out. <laughs> I'm worked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> From what? What's going on? What's going on in the world? <laughs> <laughs> this has been an election we're working on here yeah. in the United States of America. Now, if you know Tone outside of Banter and Babble, you know he is a very proud fan of politics. Mm-hmm. He loves to dabble in it. He loves to get into it. Sure do. And, uh, yeah, you've been a little stressed these last couple of 24 hours. Yep. But it's been pretty wild. It's been a, a very, very crazy 24 hours. Uh, we, uh, we, we typically don't get into the politics and stuff, but I will say this. Good job, Michigan. Good job. That's all I'm going to say. Everyone got out and vote. Record numbers. Tons of people went out and did their thing. And uh, it was pretty cool to see that unfold today. Last night, went to bed. Michigan was looking one way. Wake up in the morning. Went a completely different way. Pretty wild. Yep. Pretty wild. I know you don't want to get into it. And that's okay. We won't. You're right, 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 right. We won't. We won't. But just I know. Well, then how are you doing? Uh, I was... Yeah, pretty. I was a little upset last night. Yes, you were. Ten thirty, you just, stopped. You know, for various reasons. Uh, and I did. I stopped. I ended up working on the show. Uh, but then um, went to bed. And right before I went to bed, uh, there was some late breaking developments right. on some of the way they were reading the polls. And I thought, Mom, hey, maybe something would be different in the morning. And it was very different. In the morning. So pretty, uh, pretty intense stuff. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's it, it, it doesn't matter which way you lean. The, the election time is always like one of the most um, just stressful times of, uh, of your life. Every mm-hmm. four years, everyone has to deal with it both sides, and it's pretty wild. Thank you so much for that subscription, Josh. Appreciate you, brother. For sure. Uh, Kerber as well. Thank you so much for that subscription. We really, really appreciate you guys and gals' support. But yeah, hopefully everyone's doing good. Like I said, you know, there's certain things you need a little escape from. You know, there's certain issues that you, you know, we should never escape from because they, they, they need to be addressed and they need to know constantly have focus on and work on them but right for something like this it's nice to be able to kind of step back for a moment have some beers shoot the shit and uh and just talk like tensions are high that's right (laughs) tensions are very very high but uh hopefully everyone's doing good hopefully everyone's having a good time uh if you weren't uh, i think we forgot to mention last week the opening music i don't think we talked about it ant house beats has a new album out behind the hype that's the music you heard at the beginning of the show, and it's the music you'll hear at the end of the show. You can check out all of his albums, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. I mean, it's he's got that Pretty shit. Pretty much everywhere. anywhere. Uh, YouTube, even too. If you uh, if you stream, you want it's it's royalty free. Yes, he loves it. Great promotion for his music. Check out Ant House Beats if you get a chance. He definitely wants you to like play his music, and he he encourages it, and I encourage you too. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really good music. So, so definitely mm-hmm. worth a look. But tone, yes. What are we drinking tonight, man? We are drinking Hell or High Watermelon from the 21st Amendment Brewery out of San Francisco. Now, typically, we try to keep our brews in the Midwest, mostly specifically Michigan. However, in about a year of us doing this show, we're getting limited on what I either can find at my liquor stores in the area right, because there's right. certain ones I don't like to go to because they're jerks, um, <laughs> which is really only one. Um, but, or just trying to find something different that I know either you're going to like, and usually even if you don't, I figure I'm just going to work with your palate anyways. Right, right, right. I like it when, I like it when you work my palate. Just saying. Uh, so, (laughs) um, 
unfortunately, Michigan is really a big fan of IPAs and trash Huge. beer like that. <laughs> so it makes it hard. If it's not like some form of uh, stout or even you know, we can handle like normal ales, like wheat ales or whatever. But um, I typically lean more with the thicker, darker and more fulfilling filling brews. So um, I do not love IPA. Smilky, I do want to give a quick shout out. Smilky yeah. said, and welcome, by the way, Smilk. That's an amazing dude right there. Huge nerd. Love talking nerd stuff with him. This is his first time on Twitch, apparently. We were popping his Twitch His cherry. Twitch cherry just yes. got destroyed. I'm rearranging your guts, Smilky. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> That was not exactly what I expected to hear. I was really dark with that, didn't yeah, I? Well, that was, that was really graphic. Things are going to happen. Yeah, that's, Things are gonna hey, happen. man, you, you're the ones watching this show, <laughs> so you know what to expect. This is also true. Um, so tonight, this one did come from uh, Sam Fran. Um, like I said, I'm getting limited on what we have been kind of bouncing around because it's got to be something that we'll try. Um, so far, I'm going to be honest, we don't normally get too deep into what we're drinking and how flavor. It really does not taste much like watermelon. Mm, it's got no. this freshness. Actually, you said it tastes mostly like a seltzer. There you go. It's like a tr- it's only like Trulies, but not as good. Nothing because Trulies good always got to pronounce that all their flavors are. There's a pronounced, you know what you're drinking. You can guess it. Truly's is the creme one, de la creme of seltzers. It really is. It makes White Claws look terrible. And this this is like, uh, yeah, it's just not quite. I mean, it's it's good. It's re- Like you said, it's refreshing. But, you know, it's only 4.5, so we're not going to get fucking shit-faced on this. So I don't want to after last night. Yeah, you, you got loaded last night. I was fucking loaded. Those pictures were unsolicited and unnecessary. Thank you. Well, thanks for that. Well, you know. Thanks for that sub, Spence. Spencer, Appreciate thank you y'all so guys. much for that sub, man. Thanks. Appreciate you. But uh, we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about tonight. <clears throat> it won't be as beefy as a show as last week's show, but we have some really good conversations nonetheless. A lot of cool stuff we want to cover. Obviously, we got a couple of sh- We got to talk about Mandalorian. Mm. We're going to talk about uh, <laughs> uh, a movie that's available now on Apple Plus with Bill Murray. Obviously, Bill Murray getting outside of his normal comedies and goes with more dramedies i guess you could say it is kind of a dramedy uh we're gonna talk about next week we have two new consoles dropping next week yep boom and then we got a cool discussion for the end of the show we got a pretty cool discussion to have we're really excited about it should be a lot of fun absolutely uh and and we want you guys and girls to get involved it's gonna be pretty wild tissy thank you so much for that i do want to point out that my longtime friend black magic just mentioned if he can donate some of the young youngling youngling Percy's chocolate port. Listen, if anybody wants to give us beer to drink on the show, yeah, never gonna say no. Never gonna say no. Even if it's a piece of shit IPA. If it's now, it. if it's natty light, I might push oh, back. Yeah, a I little guess bit. we do have a limit. Yeah, yeah I mean, if it's let's, natty let's, yeah, light, yeah. let's back that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe a little pushback. Pork Chop Express is hitting the brakes for a minute on that one. All right, like if it's a natty, if it's a natty light, and eh, no bueno. I actually, uh, uh, dress and I actually drank the PBJ. Uh, the peanut butter and raspberry jelly. Show you can't yep. reach the can. Can you reach the can? Uh, he did try. Um, we we both agree. Not enough peanut. butter. Not enough peanut butter. Tasty. Good it's raspberry good. for the most part. Decent. I liked it more. Than a little needed. bit more PB though. No, a little bit more PB flavor. Natter day. If you're gonna call it PB and J, you better come pretty damn close to a PB and J. Oh, we know we like that PB. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that's that's from Ohio, Almost. right? Is that from Ohio? Yeah. Well, the, I mean, expectations were. <laughs> True. Real low. However, and this will be the one time you'll hear me say something half-assed, decent, dragged out of the grave lying. about Ohio. It's fucking lying. Probably lying. I will say their uh, micro-brew game has stepped up because guess what? They don't have a bunch of IPAs like fucking Michigan does, 
but they've got a lot of variety out there going out to they're they're really amping their game i would say confidently the midwest is really doing a great job of microbrews and locking it into what's what spencer says uh you're drinking watermelon beer easy on the beer criticisms <laughs> i should fucking right guess we probably don't have too much room here but before we continue on with the, uh, the first topic we want to remind you there are two shows left well actually this is one and then the 18th seven is two and then december 2nd before 9 30 so we have two more left this year we have three more. Well, this one, the 18th, the 2nd, and the 16th. So we have three more after okay. this one. Four, including okay, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you have two and 30 minutes worth of time to get entered for PlayStation 5 disc version. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not heard and we're not here last week, but here this week, this is the link you click to try and win yourself a PS5, PlayStation 5, for the holiday for you or a loved one yep. and and as always we're not really doing a promotion and promoting this on right. social media anywhere elsewhere we're trying to keep this in-house as much as possible with y'all but if you have a family member or friend that you think would enjoy me yep. not so much him but mm. me come hang out the show give them the link say hey watch banter and babble be here because we're only dropping this link when we're live yep so that's three more chances this year. We'll drop it a couple more times during the show, but again, don't don't post this on social media. Don't post this on Twitter. Don't post it on anywhere. You know, just if you have a friend or a family member that you think might enjoy banter and babble, send them over this way, especially if they're looking for a PlayStation 5 this holiday. Come on over here. Hang out with us. Shoot the shit with us. Be a part of the conversation, and when, the, when that link drops, click on it, and you'll be able to enter in. You can also enter in if you join the Discord. We'll have the link in there as well for our yes. Discord community. I'll put that right here. Let 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 Mr. Claus and Mrs. Claus make your Christmas yeah. extra special. This the, year. I, the reason, again, we, we touched on this already. The reason we don't want to post this on social media is because it'll draw on the bots. And we would rather somebody in-house, well, a member of our community, have an opportunity to win as opposed to some Autobot. Uh, well, I mean, Autobot. Autobot. I mean, if 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 if, if Optimus anything, be Prime actually walked in, yeah, and like, and no, yeah, no Decepticons, just no Autobots either. But we want right, to keep right. it in house, and um, we just we, again, this is just our way of showing our appreciation, our our, our, our you know, for your support, and um, always being a part of the conversation and being here every week. Again, the drawing will take place on December second during that show, about a half hour in. The winner will be drawn, and we will send it out the next day. So. Uh, can I share it with Seth? Mystic Mike, Mystic, Mystic Mike, the it, backstabber. Uh, you know, it's easier for me to say the backstabber. Oh, can you share it with he's Seth? Real sis. Um, yeah, since it, unfortunately we're keeping it in uh, the United States only yes. as a giveaway. Um, is Seth who I think it is from Discord, right? Mystic Mike, that that is real name. I believe so. I think. I don't. I know there's a little delay, but um, if, if he's in America, definitely. You know. Oh, he meant Rogan. Can I share it with Seth Rogan? Oh, he's, he's running a bit. Oh, he just he just fucking hook line and sinkered me. Yeah, he, he bought me in too. Wow, you know how do you? Uh, we can't. I don't know. Can't you block can't block him. him. No, you can't, can't. It's impossible. Like for some reason, that Twitch quits. One of these days, Mike. One of these days, <laughs> we Hopefully. may or may not be playing Among Us next Wednesday. Right. Um. Once My Mystic Mike leaves the chat, we'll confirm that it's taking place. But as of right now, it's not <laughs> looking very good. So we probably won't be playing. Hey. Wink, wink. Next Wednesday. For a and b plays, we'll be checking out more Among Us. Should be pretty fun. So that's the plan. It's, it's sus as fuck, Tricky. It's sus as fuck. Sus as fuck. All right. I think we touched on anything we wanted to touch on. Giveaway. 
That's yeah. good. Yeah, Talked yeah, about yeah. the awesome election that's going on right now. It's chaotic as hell. Up. Talked about Ant House Beats. You Check got the out. touch. You got the power. All right. Moving on to our first topic. Movie review time. Uh, Apple Plus TV or Apple TV Plus recently released the movie On the Rocks starring Bill Murray, Rashida Jones, and Marlon Wayans. Yeah, that came out of nowhere for me. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting Marlon Wayans. But this is somewhat of a dramedy um, in the vein of um, Lost in Translation. Yep. A little bit more fluffier than Lost in Translation, yeah. which was directed by uh, Sofia Coppola as well. So, I mean, she's familiar with, with Bill Murray. Obviously, Rashida Jones is a very talented actress as well. But um, this drop, we were like, hey, man, let's check out Bill Murray. We, we've talked about this before in the past. We love watching these act, these well-known comedy guys kind of branch out and take on some more drama-driven roles. And Bill Murray set that precedent for himself a long time ago when Lost in Translation mm-hmm. came out. And he was up for many awards. I don't think he got an Oscar nomination, but he was, like, close getting an Oscar nomination for Lost in Translation. And he was really, really good in it. Uh, that story is a lot deeper than what we get here. Sure. But um, I feel like there's a good story here. Yeah, It's a little, like I said, it's a little fluffier, a little bit more lighthearted um, than, than, than I would like to have seen from a Sofia Coppola movie. She's always really good at exploring a lot of different, more poignant themes, you know, especially when it comes to marriage. You know, these the, the Lost in Translation was Bill Murray, is a famous star in, in, in a failing marriage dealing with that and now Rashida Jones is kind of like uh she's married to Marlon Wayans um they've been together for a long time and you know their their marriage I don't want to say it's on the rocks <laughs> but it's got it, it, there, there's some issues that she has uh with with <laughs> that's a good one man uh she has some issues with with Marlon Wayans as all marriages do you know you know she's wondering if she's good enough right. for him uh, there's certain things that he's doing that uh, that's raising red flags and Bill Murray is her father, and he kind of comes into the into uh, to, to kind of help her out, get her through things. But ironically, yeah. But Bill Murray has kind of like demons of his own in this movie. He's mm-hmm. not a perfect father. He's everything but a perfect father. But he's trying to be there for his daughter yeah. as she's going through these difficult times. But before we get into more of that, I want to get your initial thoughts on what you thought of uh, um, on the rocks. Well, I want to say I'm going to get the elephant out of the room in this one. Is that the right? Is that how you say that? Address the elephant. Address, whatever. We can't um, get it out of them. It's a huge elephant. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think Rashida Jones is a terrible actress, and she actually drives me nuts. I love Parks and Rec, but she was definitely one of the weakest links in that, unfortunately. Ooh. No, I, I love the bit. Death already did it. And Perkins, you know, like, I, I, I love Parks and Rec. I don't clearly dislike her personally. I just don't like, I don't think she's entertaining. Mm-hmm. She's kind of dry. Mm-hmm. I felt like this movie would have benefited much more from somebody who wasn't kind of the meh cardboard mm-hmm. like that was my biggest takeaway from it now it's it's a it's a uh it's a serious movie like you said a little bit more fluffy than you thought mm-hmm. um she had good chemistry with bill murray um but again i feel like it was just wasted because i feel like she's not somebody who conveys emotion in any form very well mm-hmm. so like even in the times where she would get pseudo upset or whatever, it just felt like so forced. Hmm. Like I was very surprised that she was like, honestly a star in this, like after parks and rec, what to me, honestly, I've I've only seen her on Billy on the street or something like that. So I don't know what else she's done. I don't really pay attention. Like I said, I'm not really a fan of her work anyways, because she's, she's not entertaining to me. I mean, she was with all these great people in parks and rec, which is hard. Don't get me wrong because there's a lot of like 
top people in that, but like everybody in that also played like some form of like role very well. She never did for me. I mm. actually find her more annoying than anything. Um, mm. But in this, it kind of carried over to me too. I, I just couldn't get past that. And it's a shame because like the story, it's, it's really odd because the story is definitely a very like uh, realistic take. And like, it almost the movie really was almost not much about like what you thought it was. It was trying to be about maybe her and her husband, mm -hmm. but really, if anything, it was about Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was really unique. Like, um, it, it, it you know, anytime he was trying to guide her on stuff, she would just point out like, "This is funny coming from you." Like, where were right, you? Right, and, stuff right, like that. Right, yep. and I feel like the whole point of the adventurousness of this, of him trying to do what he was doing, even though it was completely ridiculous, was trying to use his shit ass perspective to bring it back to give, giving to, to being there for his daughter right. in his way, mm -hmm. which is weird because like, it's not, it's not very, um, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, not healthy right? at all. Yeah, no. And, and I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, you know, he's, he's obviously, he was a shitty husband. He was a shitty father. Yeah. You know, he, he had, you know, he raised his daughter or he had his daughter with her, his mom, her mom. Then he left her. Went and married, got with somebody else, ended up leaving that one. I mean, he's just been a, a, a habitual cheater. He's a womanizer. He, he's a womanizer. He's Big yeah, time. the way he treats women in this movie. I mean, at times he seems charming, but other times you're just like, he's really just kind of obnoxious. Kind of a sleaze. Yeah, he's very, he's very sleazy. Very, I was a very successful guy. He's made a lot of money. He's able to travel everywhere. So he's kind of one of those like free spirit type of people. And maybe right. I don't know if he's afraid of a commitment, but yes. you know, he's he's gone through his entire life you know, being kind of a sleazeball. And so when he finds out from his daughter that, you know, she's suspecting her husband's up to something, Bill Murray maybe jumps in and he's like, you know, I'm going to be the hero here because I I, I know the the signs and what right, to look for right, and this stuff. Right, right, right. But at the end of the day, it's almost kind of like Bill Murray is almost hoping to prove it's true because then he can be like, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can that. be almost kind of like a hero maybe yeah, to it was, her. Yeah, like, it was like an anti-hero in some ways. You know, he's just like, you know, like he's that. trying to – be this hero to his daughter, yeah. but at the same time, he's also trying to make himself feel better by going, look, yeah. all guys are like this. And multiple times in the movie, he's talking about that guys do this for this or guys do this for that. And you're just like, I don't think he fully understands. In the meantime, a waitress walks by and he's like, yeah, he, right he's, in front of he's her. constantly yeah. just, he's, he's just, yeah, like you said, he's a womanizer. And so, you know, I think there are some interesting elements. I actually thought Rashida Jones was kind of good in this movie. Like you said, she's not quite, you know, over the top conveying emotion. I feel like some of her, some of her stuff is more subtle. Uh, you know, there's multiple scenes where she's obviously got a lot on her mind with her husband, but then she's interacting with other people who are talking about their shitting relationships and, you know, and all this stuff. And, and it's and it's just weighing down on her. And you kind of I get I got that sense from her a lot in this movie. And it's like, man, it's really kind of a she's in a bad position. She's got all this shit going on. She's analyzing and stuff. And then she's hearing about <laughs> right. this, these these terrible relationships that these other people are in. You're just like, man, she's really just struggling and she's worried that her life is coming to an end in terms of her marriage. Uh, she's got two kids with Marlon Wayans. But, you know, obviously we won't spoil what happens, but, you know, you get to a point in the movie where she kind of faces off against Bill Murray and has a good scene with him where she's kind of like, look, you know, not everybody is like you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And there's just, it's, it, there, I feel like there's good roles. And I, and I love seeing Bill Murray in these types of roles because, again, he's obviously hilarious when he's in a, in a balls out comedy. But when you kind of get this role where you're just like, Bill, just be your dry, cool self. I thought he was awesome. He exudes his confidence, his charisma, 
in, in such good ways when he's in these dramas as opposed to comedy. Yes. And, he, and he, in every scene he's in, you're just like, God, he's so he's so, it's effortless for this guy. He was yeah, that's the perfect word for it. Like when you're watching this. And you're just like, even in like when you go back to like uh, any of his any any comedy, like even when he was in Zombieland, for fuck's sake, <laughs> it's such a fucking fun cameo. Mm-hmm. And he just it's everything he does is so effortless and it translates to his drama as well, too. But honestly, it's almost more awestruck because you're like when he's playing even this character here, it feels like it's a real character. Yep. yep. There's just something about him. It, he's and I don't think a lot of actors and actresses can do that. Maybe they do. And maybe maybe I'm off on that. But. I'm just saying, like, for Bill Murray specifically, when I'm watching a movie like this and he's doing something that's more serious, mm-hmm. he's so good at it that I'm completely, as a watcher, I'm believing yeah, yeah. everything that he's doing and saying, and it's almost like it's not Bill Murray. Yeah. It's almost like that character. Yeah, he, he he's really good. At it. And I feel like if there's one criticism I have of the movie, it's too short. I feel it's like it's very breezy. I felt so, too. And I would have liked to have them kind of explore Bill Murray's character a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, because I feel like there was there was a lot of stuff that they could have gone into that would have fleshed everything out, the relationship with his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and there was a couple of things with um with, 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 with some of the things, the signs that she got from Marlon Wayne. Some of the stuff they addressed later on, it kind of brings things together. But there's a couple of things I would have liked that they kind of just, things happen. She was bothered by it, but then it was just like it never explored. Like in the beginning, when he comes home and he has that moment, they never really explain why he acts the way he does. But there's other things that she's suspect about that they address later on. Like, oh, that's what he was doing at that store. Or just it was very like misleading, like almost like too much purposely misleading. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like it was trying to throw you off. Like, oh, he's a scumbag. He's cheating because he you know, he reacted this way. And, you know, there's certain things that later on, they're like, oh, I saw him doing this. You're like, he's cheating. See, he's cheating. But then they address that thing later on. You're like, oh. And then, but they never go back to the major thing. You're like, well, I would have liked to have known why this happened. Right. Exactly. You know, and again, maybe that's because it's a shorter movie. It's about, it's barely an hour and a half. And yeah, it's just not a even 90. Yeah, yeah, just maybe just 90. So, I mean, it's it's very breezy. It's lighthearted. There's some good laughs. Like I said, Bill Murray is Bill Murray, and he's awesome mm-hmm. in it. Uh, but in terms of, like, compared to, like, Sofia Coppola's previous work, I don't feel like it touches the depths of like the human emotion and the things that she typically explores in her movies. Uh, I feel like Lost in Translation is still the pinnacle for her and for Bill Murray as well in these types of movies. It's good. It's entertaining. If you're if you're sitting around with the wife one night and you want to watch something that you guys yeah. can watch and maybe learn things and what have you, it's it's a good watch. It's entertaining, but it's a little fluffy, a little lighthearted. Yep. It's an enjoyable movie. I, I honestly would say, unlike some of the recent stuff that we've talked about, where I'm like, I don't watch it or maybe wait till whatever. This is something that, like, I don't know necessarily that I would rent right away or right. jump onto. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's like, oh, hey, check that out. It's it's available. I can watch it. I would say at least watch it. It's enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely worth a look. It's it's too. I, you know, I, again, we're different on this. I think Rashida Jones is pretty good in this movie. And I think she goes off. <laughs> I think she she goes really well with Bill Murray because they both. You mentioned dry, but probably not in the sense that I'm going to say is she's got good dry humor in, the, in this as well. She's got good chemistry with Bill Murray. She feeds off him, and she never lets Bill Murray steal every single scene. He's right. good in every right. scene, and Bill Murray's going to steal scenes no matter what movies he's in. But she doesn't sure. just let him run, you know, run rampant on the whole movie. She does pretty good, in my opinion. I thought she was pretty good alongside. I mean, that's uh, that's fair. I mean, I guess if you, you could be talking to wet cardboard. Same Jeez, outcome. okay. So you got something against women. Wow. I'm no, glad no, you're I'm just, uh, glad I'm associated with whatever. you. I'm just saying that <laughs> no, shut up. I'm just saying that Rashida Jones is not entertaining to me. And and that's right. from somebody who is a I don't want I'm probably a super fan of Parks and Rec. I watch it every year mm-hmm. at least once. So 
I just she's always just been a blip on that radar, but that's it on that show, and she's just not entertaining to me. And she she really wasn't in this. I felt like some of the back and forth of some of the emotional moments would have been better given to somebody that has that more range. range. Right. Oh, okay. No, that's that's I can definitely see where you're wrong there. That's uh, I, I get it totally. Uh, Josh says I think that's just who Bill Murray is. Always on, always entertaining. Absolutely. I mean, the guy, like I said, it's effortless for this guy to show up in a movie. And be entertaining and just have you be like, man, he's so funny. Yeah. He's so funny. He, and if you see a movie with Bill Murray, you're watching the fucking movie. Yeah. It's really that simple. Yeah. So uh, if you get a chance, check it out. If you have Apple Plus, you, you could you could waste time in much worse ways Absolutely. Uh, than this. So definitely give it a look-see. Now, we're going to move on to the topic that I know you want to talk about. We wanted to get this one out of the way because I know it wasn't anything super awesome, unlike what we're going to talk about next, which was really fucking awesome. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Season two, episode one, or chapter nine, as they called it. Actually, they did, which is very good nine. catch, yes. Very cha- it was Actually, chapter nine. We didn't get very season chappy. two. It was just chapter nine. Tone, I'm going to let you take off here. First, I want to get your overall thoughts, uh, and then I want to dig into some of the things that you really, okay. really enjoyed. First thing I'm going to say is if you have not yet seen this, it has been at least 48 to 72 hours. Mute if you want. We're going to avoid spoilers as best as possible, but we can't guarantee that because, honestly, at this point, if you're not excited about it and haven't been able to watch it, you probably don't care. Maybe you don't, at least as much as I do. <laughs> but I mean, and, and, and we want to let you know, going forward, we're going to try to approach these, uh, address these episodes a little bit more in depth as opposed to being so gen- you know general about stuff like there's certain specific things easter eggs or maybe developments <laughs> that we're going to discuss because honestly this this is a show that drops on Fridays the sh- our show doesn't go on till Wednesdays typically and it's two weeks so typically you have plenty of time to watch those episodes right. in the meantime we do want to talk about but again we're not going to we're not going to delve deep into everything and spoil it completely but we are going to address certain elements of the show. So yes. Yeah, so if you if you want to take a few minutes and 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 mute or pause or whatever for right now, understand that's fine. Like I said, we're not going to dive too deep and pull apart a lot of things. I don't want to get too crazy spoilery. But again, you know, um, part of the show here is us diving sometimes deep into certain um, mythos or entertainment that we enjoy. So yes, this mo- okay. First of all, season one, chapter one. Uh, of Mandalorian was 39 minutes long. Sure was. This one, chapter nine of season two was 54 minutes long. So right out the gate, you're like, Oh shit, I'm getting close to the hour mark. That's yeah, exciting, buddy. right? Yeah, yeah. Cause originally with the first season, I'm thinking, okay, so Dave's coming from cartoons. He's bringing these characters alive. Mm. It's going to be close to the half hour mark. Makes sense. Fine. Whatever. Move on. So now I'm, I'm now the threshold's there. Like I want 50 some minutes, you know, every episode of this, uh, entire season. But, uh, Overall, first of all, point blank, the episode was fucking amazing. Pretty good. From a hardcore standpoint, there was, as per usual, um, really two, three, maybe huge brain-busting Easter eggs. Big, big stuff. Yes, spoiler warning, Jay Hill. (laughs) It was a bigger episode than the others. Um, And Cap probably doesn't care. Come back Um, in about ten minutes, Cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go go let the dogs out, do what you gotta do. All right, so... Uh, big, big episode. Um, it's called the Marshall, which instantly to me, mm. 
knowing some of the background, like the, the aftermath books. No, I haven't read it because I'm a piece of shit and barely have time to feel like I read books. Um, I knew right away they were talking about a certain character. And sure enough, because we knew about this last year, he had been casted Timothy Oliphant mm-hmm. as the Marshal, Cobb Vanth. Now, Cobb Vanth was introduced into the aftermath book uh, and stuff. And you, you walk into this small town, I want to say Moss Pelos, Pelos or something like that. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, and you see him walk in while they're, you know, why don't you talk to the marshal yourself? You look over and there's a dude sitting there with the fucking Boba Fett's Mandalorian armor on. You're like, oh, hello. <laughs> I have not seen you since like the mid eighties. How you doing? Um, how you doing there, Chewbacca? So instantly you're like, oh fuck, is this Boba Fett? Takes the helmet off pretty fast and you realize it's not, it's not Tim the Elephant. He's basically playing a character from Justified, which is perfectly fine. Which he's Western. almost like built for i'm worried about him being typecast as a western guy fine because he nails it he's awesome he's really good in it, yeah. um so yeah so that was that was dope as shit um you know and he's he's already going back and forth and you know a lot of times sometimes when he plays certain roles he's got this almost like if he plays an evil role like he's not always like this brooding like evil guy but he's got this kind of sense of him and this you could tell it was way more chill and laid back yeah. you got you got that really like that nice kind of sheriffy feeling from him um, so instantly, like we were within the first 10 minutes, you're like, oh, fuck, Timothy Elephants, and this is fucking mm-hmm. awesome, right? Um, and then, and then it just, things just start happening. Like they're, they're trying to go back and forth instantly. You know, Mando's like, yo, bro, you got to get that shit off you. You ain't, you ain't a Mandalorian. Yeah, you can't wear that That's shit. not part of the creed. I'm taking that or whatever. And, uh, you know, they get to go back and forth for a hot second. And then shit that's going on in the town area happens. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, fuck. Well, that was a big deal. And like I said, I'm going to try and not go too deep into everything spoilerly. But the, 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 the thing that's involved here is I don't know for sure if it's been, it had been recanonized under Disney, but this was something that we were all fans of if you're old school canon and some of the older games like Knights of the Republic and Star Wars Galaxies particularly is back. And it's, and it's kind of got a new look from what we're used to. And, and, and that alone was enough to have me almost jumping out of the couch. So you, you fast forward a little bit. You get to deal with more Tuscans. You're 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 in Tatooine. Yep. So you're dealing with uh, sand people, which sand is people. really exciting because that's one of my favorite pieces of all Star Wars as well, too. But what they did interesting with this was that unlike some of the movies when you're dealing with Anakin and sand people and um, through all all the movies, the New Hope and everything, is that you kind of get this feeling like there's just vile monsters and yes. I slayed them like monsters and not just the men but the women and the children and where 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 he does all the bullshit and he's whatever. With the lightsaber, this kind of gives them a different side. Flushes them out big time, right? Yep. Kind of makes them more look like they that they like if you if you take the time and you can communicate, you can find some common ground. Everyone's and I, got a price, and, yeah. right? Exactly, and I really like that. Um, it, it was something you didn't get to see a whole lot, and, and that was that was that was awesome. Um, and and, and then you're seeing, of course, you're they're trying to they're coming together for a common enemy like it, it, what happens which was dope which was very dope the entire setup for it, everything that's going on everything everything from the setup to the execution of it was fucking awesome mm-hmm. um one cool easter egg that you do get is when i'm watching this and they're driving around and it looks like they're going through the boonta eve i think that's what it's called it from episode 1 where they're in the pod race stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like bro his swoop looks like a pod racer yeah. and sure shit yeah. 
it was Anakin's pod racer engine. Well, that's what they theorized. No one's actually officially come out and said it, but when you look at the pictures, it's yeah. clearly Anakin, clearly one of like, his yeah. pod racer engines, and they're driving around. That was that was pretty fucking sweet. Like that's one thing the series has done very well since they come from Clone Wars, which is directly tied to the uh, prequels. Is that even though they're in Civil War or post Civil War era, they are still tying back to the prequels because the prequels, since prequels, since they were not, they were polarizing for some people. Um, they they always don't get enough love, so it's cool that they do that because that's where Dave's background comes from. Is a lot involving that. So, um, for the most part, at that point, they 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 deal with their common enemy the way they best they can. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's resolved one way or another. Um, you do get a very cool Easter egg that I was really excited to see when they're when they're dealing with it and they're separating their ways and the and the, you know the the the, the Tuscans had said. Hey, if we do win or whatever, there's certain conditions. Icor was the word used, and they found it, and it was very hype. That was that. That was the biggest piece for me for the episode. And then, oh. not even two minutes later, you get a whole reveal. Oh man, from a character that you haven't seen since literally a long, long time. Like say, long, long time. Galaxy far away. Thank you. Uh, since the 80s, and, and you know, that's been recanonized. That character's back. Really, really hype. You know, I, it's there's a lot of, like, mysticism with that character and a lot of back and forth. It's usually split. People love people. Hey, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm a huge fan of the series because I, I, I love, you know, the Mandalorians. I love the timepiece. It was super, super hype for that to come through. So, as you can clearly see, at the end of the day, with Mandalorian always doing what it does, which is bring in everybody that enjoys Star Wars, loves Star Wars or whatever, but pays homage to the core fans, the hardcore fans, people like me, people like Drassen that live and breathe Star Wars every day of our lives. And it it was 54 minutes. I've watched it three times. So if you (laughs) haven't seen it yet, I've managed to find time to watch it three times. I watched it three times since and probably watch fourth before Friday. You know what you just said there, Josh asked, you know, you know, is it, you know, is this a show that I can enjoy? You know, if I don't know all the lore, if if he's just familiar with the movies, is this a show he can enjoy? I mean, obviously, if you enjoy the Star Wars right. theme, if you enjoy everything that you've seen in the movies, you're going to get a lot out of this show. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff. There might be some callbacks or references that you make. Oh, shit, I know what that is. But there's going to be stuff like him. Like when Tone was watching, I had to go back to him. I immediately messaged him after. I was like, all right, what was this? Right. What was this? Because I know there's some relevant. I know there's mm-hmm. some semblance of relevant. There's something important about what we just saw. And he was like, oh, well, yeah, that's something you probably wouldn't know because it's very, it's deep in the lore, uh, you know, whether in the books or in the cartoons, something that maybe I wouldn't have seen. And I was like, oh, shit. And again, it might have been just a one-off thing, just, a, you know, a little bit of fanfare, but it's something that diehard fans, people who love all this, you know, the deep lore of Star Wars can be like, oh, fuck, man, that was rad that they showed that. And again, I didn't understand it. But it's not something that a lot of people would understand. It's for the hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. But there were other things in there that, you know, for myself, outside of the movies, I've got little experience with the cartoons. I don't have a lot of experience. I have no experience with the books. But there were, there's always still some things, Josh, where you're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, man, I, I, that's sweet. I remember what that is. There's a lot going on. And even the main, the big reveal at the end of the show, at first, you know, I, I, I was more interested in, you know, the, the weapons the guy had on his back. Sure. You know, he had, what was it? The, the, Tus- um, the, the, the Gaffy stick and the uh, Tuscan rifle. Right. And immediately I was like, oh, is this, is this, a, is this one of these guys? And then he turned around and I was like, man, wait a minute. I wasn't sure that I was, and I came back to you. I was like, who was that? And you were like, so-and-so. I was like, oh, that's the same actor. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. That's mm-hmm. the dude. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. 
And so it was really, really cool to have that kind of like, because I, I didn't recognize that. He looks different. He looks way different, you know, who we see. And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, okay. But, dude, it was really, 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 it's a, it's a really good episode. And the thing that I really love, and Josh, I think you'll appreciate this too, because he just got a big-ass TV, is they don't cost cut for this show. Their budget went up for the second season. The special effects, this is like a fucking Star Wars full production movie. It's really, really good. Like everything, nothing looks chintzy or cheap. It all looks, you're just like, fuck, man, they bear no expense. I mean, they went all out for this thing. And it's super entertaining. Uh, obviously, The Mandalorian, you know, Pedro Pascal, he's just, he's just, even though the man's acting under armor, his body language and his delivery really allows him to flesh out the Mandalorian. I mean, it's, he, he's really, really good in this show. But then you pair him up with somebody like Timothy Oliphant, where he doesn't have to wear his helmet. And obviously, Timothy Oliphant, he, he can command the screen. He's a charismatic oh, yeah. actor. He's entertaining. He's fun. And you get somebody like that with the show, you know, and last season, what was the, what's the, uh, the girl's name that was in last season? The, she's the MMA girl. Oh, uh, Sweet, yeah, Car- Cardoon, but yeah, yeah but whatever. Real, you bring in people like that to to kind of like compliment the Mandalorian, and you bring in these people who are just charismatic. Yeah, Gina, Gina, Gina Carano. Thank you, right, thank you, Jesus. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's entertaining, Josh, and it's and the thing that I like about it, and I haven't been spoiled by the Netflix release of things where they drop everything at once. So you gotta like you can just burn through everything. I'm a binger. I know binging and binging is fun, but I love this because. It gets me excited for the next episode. It does. And I'm going to wait and you know, watch it. And like you said, it gives you an opportunity to watch it three times, four times to really kind of soak it up and real and, and try to figure out where they're going with these certain characters, where the storyline is going to be for the season. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gets me hyped for Friday nights because this is what I was telling you about this. This is one thing I really dig about this show, man. It's like last season, uh, you know, Melissa and I would watch this show, but my youngest son, Ethan, we, I mean, I just drowned him in Star Wars shit when he was younger and his baby care, you know, all this. I would always kind of save Star Wars on. And so he started watching Mandalorian with us last season. And then he, I talked to Melissa, you know, two weeks ago. I was like, Hey, the Mandalorian comes back. It's gonna be on next Friday. Maybe we should watch it. And I know, I knew Ethan was nearby. And so we'll roll around the next week. And, uh, Ethan starts going up to my wife, like on Thursday. She goes, what are we, what are we doing tonight, mommy? Or what are we doing tomorrow night? She's like, well, I don't know. You, you know, you want to watch a movie or something? She, he goes, oh no, no. I mean, that's cool. I was just wonder what you guys were doing tomorrow night. And then Friday rolls around. He goes, so what? What are we? Uh, what are we doing tonight? And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? He goes, is is Mando on? <laughs> he calls him Mando. And I'm like, yeah, Mando's on. He's like, can we watch? I was like, yeah, all right, let's go. So awesome. he he loves being down here for the Mandalorian. He was he's that's a huge awesome. fan of obviously Baby Yoda. Oh yeah, but um, obviously Great just draw. just an awesome awesome fucking show. Who's got the Disney Plus deal? You convinced me. Um. Hulu has a deal with Disney, right? I think where they get ESPN Plus as well. Yeah, because Hulu owns like sixty over fifty percent of Hulu. So there's something that you can kind of can add the two together. Something I think it's the cheapest route to do it. But yeah, definitely, definitely give a give it a look, Josh. I think you'll dig it, dude. Yeah, and yeah, and Jay, you you asked basically like, do you have to have prior knowledge of some of the stuff? No. Now it's it's thick with that stuff for guys like me and like Drasen said earlier too. We had to have a phone call after the episode. Hmm. We had to have a phone call to talk about because it, it was nothing we could do in text or voice message. We had to have a phone call and, and, and like, you know, literally like process the entire episode together. Right. And and that's just how deep the nerddom goes sometimes with this shit with me. But um, you you could literally just if you just if you took out all the other Star Wars stuff or all the background stuff, this is just a series that stands on its own. It's a fucking sci fi Western. 
more than I mean, the plan was for all of Star Wars to always kind of be a sci-fi western. Right. This really kind of dials it back that new hope that more new hope than anything. Right. Um, that gives it that feel that you're you're it's, it's sci-fi, but yes, it's kind of western. You're out, you're seeing Tatooine, you're seeing these kind of like you know the, the these planets that either you're familiar to or just like those new locales, mm-hmm. different aliens, all kinds of cool stuff. So you don't have to have prior knowledge of any of that stuff. But it's I mean, yeah, but I mean, even if you're just familiar with the movies, you're gonna still catch stuff. You make, oh shit, I remember that. Right, That's right, dope. right. There, there will be things that you'll recognize and spots. I mean, everybody knows Tatooine. Everybody knows that there's two suns on it. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's there there's just something. Everybody's heard of the Sarlacc pit. There's all kinds of stuff that you know you're always gonna be like, oh okay, it's right. enough to like. You know, you'll be like, oh, yeah, cool. And again, and at the end of the day, it's also just a really good story. I mean, it's really interesting. It's, it's, really, it's, it's, it's very well written. Yeah, there's a lot of people wondering, you know, what, what is going to be the end game with Baby Yoda? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that people want to know, and it's it's creating its own path through the through the lore, and it's creating mm-hmm. a whole new storyline arc, uh, a story arc to follow, and it's it's really entertaining, dude. I think I think you will definitely dig it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else you want to add? Oh, so, yes, going forward. Obviously, the next show will be on uh, November 18th. Two weeks from now, we will definitely be talking about this week's episode and next week's episode. So we'll be talking about episode chapter uh, 10 and 11. Chapters 10 and 11, if you want to be part of the conversation, again, we won't get too deep into spoiler territory. Right. We're going to talk about certain things because I feel like that's what, we're, that's what we really want to do. We want to talk about this stuff, but at the same time, we want to, we want to toe that line. You know what I'm saying? Toe that line, make sure we're not... Talking about too much stuff. Speaking of toe that line. Oh, my. Guess what? What? Guess what I got to do. Are you really? I really am dead serious. Dude, we're not even. How Are we even a half hour into the show? I don't know. Is it, what time is it? <sighs> Go. All right, Dad. Thanks. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This this is the shit I have to put up with. We're, dude, we're drinking seltzer beers. A seltzer beer. This isn't even the heavy stuff. And he's already got to go take a leak. He had one beer before the show. This is, this is ridiculous. This is what I have to put up with. This is what I have to put up with. Uh, but no, yeah, definitely check it out. It's, 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 it's just so fucking entertaining. And like I said, I love these shows. Like you know, and, and, and you're starting to see that now with these streaming services. They get these huge franchises. The Witcher. That's high production values. Uh, Mandalorian. High production values. It's it's so good, and that's why I appreciate it so much because it's an hour long. It's awesome stuff, and it looks really really good. Tiny child's bladder confirmed. That guy's gonna need diapers by the time he's fifty. Who says he's not wearing them now? These are facts. And now back live to dude in a chair. So chair, tell me, uh, what do you think of Mandalorian? Oh, we thought it sucked. Holy shit. But uh, no, I seriously, and I, and I want to touch base again. I just, I just threw the link in there again for the PlayStation Five. Um, again, appreciate you guys and girls' support. Every you know, and it's it's awesome because we're starting to see more listeners on Spotify and iTunes and stuff like that. Because obviously, we throw up an audio version of this show for people to listen to, and you know, the word of mouth that you guys are spreading. It's popping up. You know, we're seeing increased numbers on, on, on VODs on, on YouTube. We're seeing increased listens on Spotify and iTunes. And that's all because of all of you sharing links, uh, liking videos, uh, giving reviews on iTunes, that kind of stuff, man. It's so appreciative, appreciated, and it does so much for us. And, again, 
please continue to give us that feedback, whether it's through text messages. If you know us personally and you want to send text messages, awesome. If you want to email us, do it. Hit us up on YouTube. Any which way you want to get a hold of us, your feedback and your suggestions and everything, it, it helps us keep the show fresh and it keeps it. Hey, welcome back. Never left. She never left. Dude cuddles 2021. We're already see that's what the minute you leave, people want the truth. People want the real show. And hopefully To be fair. Oh, here we go. With this bullshit. To, to be, be fair. TBF. I've been drinking a lot of water today to try to hydrate. Oh, that's oh, okay. I mean, I know you got I know you got loaded last night. To be fair. You had four beers and you got shit faced. To be fair. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Oh hi. Somebody says fanboy tone along. Tammy Zish. Well, hello. Nice to see you. Well, hello there. All right. Moving on to what is arguably one of the biggest topics of the evening. Uh, Mando's the biggest. Just kidding. It, it is a pretty big topic. But For next me. week, yes. Oh. ladies and gentlemen, oh. we've been waiting seven years. Seven long. Seven years for the new consoles. And you know what? They're dropping next week. Tuesday, November 10th. Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, which continues to sound like the worst option ever. And on November 12th, PlayStation 5. Did you see yep. the story this week about the Xbox Series S? How after, I mean, it comes with a certain amount of, of room on it. It only has 364 gigs of space on it. Yep. And then did you see how Call of Duty just was, today it was like 136 gigs? No, it was like 286. They, they corrected it. They, they were, they were that mistaken. That was a mistake? That was a mistake. Because oh, I was like, what the fuck? It's like 130-some gigs. So that is almost half of the Xbox Series S. Wow. You know what they said? I, I read this. And, and, and honestly, if you're, not, if you're not playing, I feel like the Xbox Series S is geared towards people who are playing only Call of Duty or only FIFA or only or Fortnite. And for them, folks, it's awesome. But if you're just looking for the next-gen system, if you're looking to experience everything, you buy cheap, buy twice. I mean, when I, when I see it, it was 364 gigs of space available with the way these games are looking, how big they're getting. Woo! The S is basically for those <laughs> folks that aren't huge gamers and just want to at least play the new games. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Save yeah. your pennies. It's, and it's wait for that X. Yeah, that's, because you're you're just. It's cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it's great for folks that just either don't game a whole lot or game on a budget with Game Pass and things mm -hmm. like that can delete and you know reinstall. That makes sense to me. If we called it a Game Pass machine, mm -hmm. that's a great name for it. Yep. I think that would be fine as well too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that like that that kind of storage space in, in, in this day and age is not very excusable in my opinion. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's and I mean we I mean we still haven't heard from PlayStation how much their proprietary or not well obviously they don't have proprietary but the um compatible SSD drives will be we yeah we don't because because third parties can make them yes. we just don't know what those look like what they could cost because when I bought my PlayStation Four in 2013 I literally within a month bought a two terabyte internal hard drive that I still use today mm -hmm. from all the three or four of the systems that I've had of that system. Yeah. And, and you know, like that's important because I'm going to want to know that right away. Cause I'm one of those people like, yeah, I can manage a terabyte, but now that they're bigger, it's going to be harder to manage a terabyte. Give me two. Mm. Yeah. No, 
I, I I've already accepted the fact that for the digital version specifically, I mean, what what I have over there, I don't want to worry about the digital version. I'm going to have to find a compatible yeah. SSD internal drive to put into my PlayStation Five because I believe the PlayStation Five says like on the box 850 gigs, but after the fact, it's like 625 available. I thought wait, I thought it said one terabyte, and after all the OS and stuff, it was like 800. I was reading today that there's only like just under 700 of actual space available. Fuck, are you serious? You really yeah. saw that? Yeah, I didn't see that today at all. It's it, like I said, it's it's going to be difficult for people who like to play a lot of games or or, or whatever. Oh, I mean, fuck. it's it's going to make things difficult. And those internal SSD drives are going to be hot sellers. To, I mean, I guess depending on the price, but they're going to be pricey. They're SSDs, but hopefully they'll keep it kind of manageable for the people who want to buy one and, and install them. But well, um, I mean, the first party one for the Xbox One Series X is not one, but Xbox Series X is what two hundred twenty-five dollars for their SSD. Like that's fucking nuts. Yeah, that's a lot. But you can still use external hard drives on it, I believe. You can use external hard drives. You can't play off them. Like if you have, if you install a PS5 game on your external hard drive, if you want to move it over there, and to we're talking space, Sony on this one. I was, I, I, I'm talking about any external, like like this okay. external hard drive right here has right. all my PS4 games. Right. I can take this, plug it into my PS5. Okay. I can't play the games off it. I have to shift it over to the PS5 hard drive to play it, and then I can shift it back. If I if okay. I'm done with it, so I mean it's just the, the externals will work fine. You just can't play the games off. It has to run off the PlayStation 5's hard drive. So how long is it going to transfer? Like a lot of people said, it takes about ten minutes to go uh, from a big title from the which the, is better than downloading a full game. It man. really is. Okay. If okay. you have it, you can play PS4 games from the external, not the PS5, if I remember correctly. You can play PS4. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Brian might know. Brian, if you could, if you get a chance, maybe you check that and confirm that if you can. But I was, I was under the impression that you can play anything off the external, but maybe you can play PS4 card games off the external, which would be nice. But I always thought you had to move everything back and forth. That's maybe, maybe it's PS5 games. We'll, we'll check on that for sure. Um, but like, yeah, man. I mean, they're dropping next week. Uh, you know, we've got ours pre-ordered. We're excited about jumping into it. Very. Um, but like, yeah, you know, we look at the, the Xbox series X and Josh asked earlier, you know, what games are you going to be playing on your new consoles? So you and I kind of went and looked at the launch titles and we're talking specifically launching next week, not games that are in the launch window dropping in, in December or anything like that. We're talking about at launch and, you know, I'm excited about Xbox series X. I'm excited about game pass. I'm excited about the future of first party games from Microsoft studios but when I look at the two launch lists for these systems, the Xbox list is is very disappointing. A lot of the games that I was interested in, Scorn, The Ascent was just delayed to 2021. That was a game I was super interested yeah. in. The Medium, a game I'm interested in, that doesn't come out to December. Shame. At launch on the Xbox, yes, don't get me wrong, their Game Pass is amazing, and you're going to have a shit ton of fucking games to play on Game Pass if you have Game Pass. And a lot of these games are going to benefit. They're going to benefit greatly from the Xbox Series X. They're going to run they're going to run better, they're going to load faster. There's a lot to benefit from it. Right. But in terms of launch titles, like to showcase your system outside of Falconeer or 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 Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the Microsoft launch titles are pretty weak in my opinion in my opinion 
because a lot of them, they're, they're, the games that they're pump, pumping or getting, trying to get people excited about are mm-hmm. games that have been out for a while now. It's like, oh, Gears 5 runs at dynamic 4K. Cool, Gears 5 has been out for like a year and a half now. Gears Tactics coming to console. Cool, it's been on PC for you know this, this last year. Oh, uh, Borderlands 3. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Darn right. I mean, it's just, it, there's, there, there, there's I, again, for value, an Xbox Series X and Game Pass, incredible value. Oh, absolutely. Incredible value. You're going to have a lot of shit to play going forward, and all Microsoft's um, uh, first-party titles, um, I, I believe most of them, are going to launch in Game Pass. So you're going to have a lot to play. Here's the link. PS5 games need to be off the SSD for the speed. PS4 can be played directly from the external hard Oh, that's good then. That's, that's pretty good. Bad. That's just not horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's not horrible. There you go. Thank you, Brian, for uh, putting that in. Appreciate it. So, again, PS5 games need to be off the SSD for the speed. They're going to be built specifically for it. However, if you have PS4 games you want to play that will benefit from the system, you can play it from the external hard drive. That's not too bad then. Damn, damn, Game Pass is amazing. No, I will never, oh, ever, yeah. ever discredit Game, Game Pass. Game Pass is awesome. Ever. Game Pass is fucking amazing. But I'm sorry, the launch titles for the Xbox Series X... Outside of Falconeer and, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's weak. It's a weak lineup. It is what it is. And, and, and it's nothing. Again. I'm going to enjoy the system. There's going to be a lot to play in the future. There's a lot of stuff to look forward to in the future. Right. But in terms of the Xbox launch titles, not too thrilled about well, it. I mean, Valhalla is exciting, but it's still a big third-party title. Guess what? You can play it on PlayStation 5 as well, right. too. So when you're talking about, like, I know sometimes we spin around with first-party and third-party, but generally, like, if you're saying on launch, like, you know, I, I, sadly, we're not getting Knack 3. Sorry, by the way. I'm on stage for <laughs> PS5. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, you got to have something that sets you apart from the others. Like, what are you enticing me? Like, okay, so I've got a little bit better graphics come over here, a little bit faster come over here. Well, I can play Valhalla anywhere, so it don't matter, right? right? I can play it on PC if I want. Right. But, yeah, so when you look at them, you're, you're like, okay, well, these are these are what my options are. Whether it's first or third party, There's just there just isn't a lot of, like, you know, besides Game Pass being great for the amount of games you can play, but guess what? Everybody on Xbox One is playing the game, so you're having better graphics. You're not setting yourself apart from each other besides right. that. Mm-hmm. You just spent $500 on an Xbox One machine. Right. You know, so, I mean, that that's a, that's a in my opinion, it's a big deal. And, and I think you kind of agree with that, too, as well. You know, so it's, I'm not getting an Xbox Series X day one mm-hmm. that I know of right now. Um. And that's a lot tailored to the fact that um, games. I don't. I don't have. I don't get the value out of Game Pass because I don't play. I, I play one game mm-hmm. when I can play it, right. and and I focus on that. There's not again it, when it comes down to exclusives and big big titles that is going to draw me in. I, I'm, there's really only one game that I care about, and I've had that pre-ordered for two fucking years. So like. You know, anything else and both systems like even the, honestly, there's only one game on PlayStation 5 that I really, really care about day one. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's, uh, and to what, me, Miles? that's even. Yeah. And to me that. Yeah. Miles Morales. And to me, that makes that PlayStation's lineup for PS5 is also kind of mad as well, too. Yeah. And, and I mean, and I, for myself, you know, I look at the PlayStation 5's lineup and yeah, a lot of the third party games that are dropping on PlayStation 5 are also going to be on Xbox Series X. But I feel like in terms of a launch for launch titles. The PS5 just really kind of walks away with this one. It's kind of really easy. I mean, you look, you've got the Demon Souls remake. Now, look, Demon Souls is not for everybody, okay? Demon Souls is not for everybody. It's a hard-ass fucking game. 
It's masochistic in nature. You're going to die a lot. But damn, did you see that video, the game, the five-minute gameplay video? Guys, girls, <sighs> if you want to see some game. hot shit, go on YouTube, go to the PlayStation uh, channel, and look up their, their, their Demon Souls gameplay. Five minutes. I fucking suck at demon soul games i suck at dark souls i suck at any of these games that are masochistic as fucking nature because i mash buttons too much but i feel like ghost of susha might have helped with that we'll see we'll see it may have it may have but man this game looks fucking nuts yeah it does nuts (laughs) and i i'm i'm honestly this close to making a purchase i wasn't going Mm. to i was going to wait for a sale but man I want to see that shit on my big screen with the HDR, the 4K. Yeah. I want every I want all that smoke. Okay? I want all of it. I'm this close to pre-ordering it. I you know, and, and Smilk's a he's a big Souls player as well too. Oh, is he okay? Nice. He's a, he's a big Souls player. Um yeah, it's the same thing for me. I don't like punching myself in the nards. Like, but but you played through I played through Tsushima. I played. Well, you played through Star Wars. That's that. There are some. There are some similarities. It's it's actually more bloodborne in nature, though. I think with the stamina bar. I think. Or am I? Is it? This is it Demon Souls? Yeah. I yep. I don't know. So it's like from the same people. You know, I think I could. Listen, if I dial myself in to have patience, I can have patience. Mm-hmm. I just don't choose to. Right. Because that's extra work. So, I want to play Souls games. I appreciate and respect them and love them. Bloodborne is one of the coolest fucking games just generally I've ever seen. Like, I almost want to re-download that when this comes out and just see what that looks like on PS5. But at the end of the day, I know, like, I keep saying it, like, I can't get too deep right now into a game knowing that theoretically on December 10th we're going to see Cyberpunk. So right. that's the thing. Like, whatever game I start, like, Miles Morales is different. It's a it's an action-y game. And, 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 and honestly, man, you, you might know? be able to beat that by the time exactly. Cyberpunk comes out. Honestly. I don't think I don't think Miles Morales is getting any anywhere near it's the length of the original. Hours. It's, it's going to be like hours. that. What was that Uncharted game? Um, Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. It's going to be something to that 15, effect. 15, 20 hours. 15, 20 hours. A good experience that's going to showcase what the PlayStation 5 can do. Yes, it's also going to be on PlayStation 4, but... It's going to have the benefits of PlayStation yeah. 5, and it's a first-party title, so that's going to be pretty dope. Miss Ultimate Can just host. Hey, thank you so much, hey, Miss Ultimate Can. appreciate that, Appreciate Miss. that raid. Look at that. Very, very kind of thank you. Thank you. Um, but right. then, you know, I, I was, but, but to continue on with the PlayStation 5's launch lineup, you've got Demon's Souls, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah. You've got Sackboy, which actually looks really, really good. You've got the Astro uh, Bot Playroom, which Love is Astrobot. which honestly the Playroom when it was on PS4, there was a Playroom fucking awesome. Was a very brief yes. demo. But it was fun. This as is fuck. a sizable game. This mm-hmm. is a sizable game. So there's a lot to do there. And then um so um what is it? Spider-Man Miles Morales, Demon Souls, Sackboy. Missing. There's one more title. There's five. Tearaway? <laughs> fucking tear away damn it i can't excuse you but anyways first party support is there it's really right. impressive there's going to be a lot of hype behind their launch lineup so their launch lineup is definitely more appealing if you're by you know if you're just going based on systems first party support it's not even close it's it's just kind of they run right. away with it there but you guys the, the bottom line is next gen is next week we're going to see these systems that are substantial in terms of how much more powerful they are than even the Pro and the yep. Xbox One X. Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. What you drinking, Miss Ultimate Ken? We are drinking. Basically, hard seltzer. 
Yeah, these are these are seltzers tonight, but um, hell or high watermelon. And you know, I was expecting something a little bit more watermelony. Um, it's just it's just kind of like you know. Maybe we need to teach those folks out in San Fran how to do beers. I mean, this like this this is about right from what I would expect if I went up to San Francisco and sat outside and looked at the Golden Gate Bridge. Can I get a can I get a strong beer? And like, here, have a high on how. Hell our high watermelon. I'd be like, oh fuck, I'm gonna get wasted and just be like, oh, it's basically truly's. Not nearly as good. Not nearly as good. So But um no, it's you know and the thing is like the one thing I'm really excited about is a lot of the hype that we've heard. Oh goodness. About the dual sense controller. Is that real? It is real. So the dual sense controller is launching now. You can pretty much pre order and get it before launch. Uh, it's one. It's the only piece that I was able to get. This is where I drop it on the ground and it falls out and breaks. <laughs> and then I just start crying. I forgot. Miss did. Miss is a. I believe you're. Are you a Microsoft Xbox partner? Is that right? Oh, she's got the Series S. She's okay. got a Series okay. S. Um, so we know a few people that have actually got their hands on them. She's. She did say that she's enjoying the Series S right now. That's awesome. She's on. Hey, that's that's awesome. What what uh what uh, are you playing any games on it or is it just like exploring the system? So uh, Miss Ultimate Cannon can give us some insight on that Series S. The tone. Here we go. This is the first time right now, everybody. I, so I did not. I did not open this. He got his controller earlier this week, I believe, and you've been saving it for right now. Yeah. To open it up live for you. You look here. Scent. Dual sense. Dual, dual sense. sense. Looks like something from uh, Portal. Looks like. You want me to grab it? What if we just? We just hold on. What, what if I fell on the ground? What there if I go. use this like cliffhanger to hang on to you? Yeah, John. This is the Dual Shock Four. This is the incomplete. So obviously, it's got a little bit longer grips. How's the waiting? Uh, I'm gonna let you? you know here in a minute because you're gonna hold it. <laughs> don't don't try. Definitely feel a bit more. Okay, yeah. There's a little bit more weight there. Definitely way more weight actually. Hold it. Hmm. No, no. Why don't you get both hands on it, big boy? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I think it feels good in the hands. Feels good. I like the feel. Okay. The, I like the feel of the face buttons. I like how it feels down here with the three fingers too. Um, the triggers feel actually. I didn't even do that yet. I didn't do the, the triggers. Tri the triggers feel spongier than these. Like these feel that. like, like when you compare it to like the the. It feels, oh yeah. It feels these it are feels, way more loose. These this reminds me of like a wider, but not so wide of Xbox One controllers of hmm. like. A 360 controller and here's it compared to the xbox elite controller side by side i'll rub it he says <laughs> rub it um this the elite controller feels heavier to me what do you think yeah, comparison comparison i feel like it feels the elite controller oh, is heavier good god yes there's so much going on with these though yeah honestly i do love my elite controller for the right too but obviously at face value i mean it looks it looks like a new system it looks like a new controller it's pretty dope so what i was always concerned about and do, there is definitely some definition with the lines have you looked close here. at the controller have you looked at the white area look at look closely at it like really get close no no yeah look what the grain is though you look close Are you gonna shove this in my face no but look super close if you look super close the grain are square X triangle circles. Look at it again. You're yeah, lying yeah. to me. No, that's the PlayStation symbols. If you you got to put it up to your face. He can't see shit because he's old as fuck. Well, I don't see it. I don't see it. No, that this is um. Feels good. 
man, it's the, the weight, but it's not bad weight. It's not too much weight. This feels more like a standard Xbox One controller, mm-hmm. but like everybody kind of thought, because it look it has that more kind of the feel and look to it. But they're really not that off. It definitely has some girth in certain areas. Jeez, oh but man. um, there, there, <laughs> this is the, and this is the one thing like. Honestly, my favorite controller of all time in the last 20 years is a as a Xbox 360 controller. I love the triggers. Mm-hmm. Um super fan. Um but the one thing that defines all of them always for me is a D-pad. Yep. Sony just just destroys on D-pads, man. D-pads are solid, man. Um the D-pad on this is just it, it's actually feels more and that that feels I'm surprised by that. I was very worried about what that was going to feel like when I first touched it. You definitely have thrown this. Holy shit! You know, it's you know, oh, dude, that was um, that was actually from uh, that that there. Yeah. It's from Star Wars. That big frog that you struggled with. Oh, really? <laughs> Fuck you, bringing that up. Uh, you know, it it, it definitely Tony does feel a little weightier. It's it's a little weightier, but honestly, it feels balanced. Like if like when I hold it here, it doesn't feel like it's weightier in one spot or the other. But here's the thing: at the end of the day, I know you and I differ on this. I don't give a fuck how these controllers feel. We don't differ, super differ. There's so, and, and and I don't know if it's. I mean, I I know there are some people who definitely have opinions on controllers about the you know if they're ergonomic or if they're comfortable or not. Right. But I feel like a lot of the time, it's more or less for the fanboys and fangirls to fight Absolutely. about. And, and, and it's part of the whole dick measuring contest. Sure. At the end of the day, dude, I have played thousands of hours on my PS4. I've played thousands of hours, thousands of hours on my Xbox One, and I've played five hours on my Nintendo Switch. And I can tell you, I don't know the fucking difference between the controllers. At no point, <laughs> at no point, have I ever played a shooter or any game going, man, this thing sucks. I, no, it's me that sucks. <laughs> yes, because I know where we differ now. Yeah. I do like the air. I do like. The staggered sticks. I do prefer the staggered sticks, and I love the 360 triggers. Now, the pl- the actually the the Nintendo Switch Pro controller, the like the the first party Pro controller, is an awesome controller. Mm-hmm. Like I like it better than the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I do not like the Xbox One controller unless it's an Elite. I think the oh the C40 is too fucking sexy. How much more heavier is that than that? So we got a we got an Astro C40 here. Yeah, this is the Astro C40. This is basically the um, PlayStation 4's Elite controller. Right, it's basically a diaper after a Taco Bell run. It's heavy. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I feel like it's it's kind of close. Let me let me touch. It. Yeah, yeah, get your hands on with that shit. I think the Astro's definitely heavier, but yeah, so? it's way more close. Stick is sexy. They're gonna have to do a V2, right? Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I don't. I don't think this one even. This one's even going to work on the PlayStation Five. No, I think I'm going to have to sell that thing, which is nice because if you have, if you're a PlayStation Four gamer and you want a nice controller, I will sell this. Dude, to you. These sticks are like fucking games, yeah, bro. It's Astro a great C40. controller. It's a great controller. Jesus, it's just unfortunate it's not going to fucking work at all with the PS Five. Well, yeah, just throw it. Just, awesome. I should have trashed this one instead of the green it. one. Yeah. But um, no, it, it feels good. It, it feels really, really good. It's I, I dig it. Um, but now the thing is. If you've watched the videos, this you won't even really appreciate this thing until it's working on a PlayStation Five Haptic. with the game. Have you seen the the video where the guy or girl is holding down this trigger and it's actually fighting back? I don't know what they're playing, but they're they're holding down the trigger and the trigger is seriously it's pushing back because it needs to be reloaded or something. It's it? something that I, I don't know how the developers are going to use it, but the, the haptic feedback and the rumble is going to. And I mean, if you look at all the people that have talked about using this thing so far, they say it truly is feeling like a next gen controller. 
And that's not to say that the Xbox Series X is a bad controller, or the Xbox um, Elite controller is bad. It's not. It's a great controller. I love it. I, I won't use a regular Xbox One controller ever Absolutely again. Absolutely not. And I will use this on the Xbox Series right, X. Right, right, right. But when you talk about the haptic feedback, there was one where uh, somebody was playing Demon Souls, and when they blocked with the controller, it felt like the sword hitting on a parry. Like the controller, it, it's 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 not just like a little rumble or a little bump. It's it's supposed to, like again, we can't really talk about it because we don't have anything to play it on, replay it with it right now. But this thing, we're not going to appreciate this <laughs> until next week. We're actually playing games with it. But I mean, overall, first impression. I mean, it's it's a nice looking controller. It's got a clean look to it. I like the look of the buttons, and like you said, the Face buttons, they all feel good. They're responsive, but the triggers definitely feel a lot different. They're a lot more spongier. Yeah. A little, I don't want to say resistant. Maybe resistant. But resistant, but, but spongy resistant. Yeah. Combine but it feels good. It feels really, really good. I just, I don't, I'm still not a fan of the overall look of the controller. I don't like the split of the, yeah. I just oh, don't. like the touchpad and stuff? No, 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 no. I don't like the, I don't like the, the stick, the, 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 the two-tone color on it. Oh, I see what you mean. You that, want that's, something that's all like one color. Like right. The, or, or, yeah, or, yeah. If, or if it's different colors, like not be like that. Now, my understanding is, and I haven't tried it yet, but there was an article that came out today that said the faceplates on this are removable. I haven't tried it, but you can basically take these faceplates off and you're going to be able to customize it. I wonder if that's a hidden secret because they took down that one website they, for third they party. They crushed them really quick. For that console. Yep. Because mm-hmm. they were doing, fa- doing faceplates for the actual system. Uh, they were trying to sell it and stuff, and then they they crushed them really quick. They do. They are those Razer ones are huge, actually. Tamsi. Nez has one of the Razer Xbox controllers. I believe I can't use it. It feels huge. I haven't tried the Razer one. Yeah, I tried the Razer one. Um, but I mean, overall, I mean, again, you can't really talk about it until we actually play it. But it feels good. I, I dig it, dude. It was just cool to get our hands on it. Yeah. You, since you got it in early, you know. Yep. By chance, you know. But so. um, yeah, grab them now when you can, and uh, yeah, pretty nice controller. Pretty good. Well, again, we'll talk about a lot more in the next show when we bat our hands on with it in action, playing the game. Yeah. So, uh, but Tony, I mean, next week the systems drop. What are you going to be playing? Um, definitely Miles Morales. Miles Morales That's, is definitely I, your go-to. I, it's it's, it's Spider Man. It's comic books. It's Spider Man. It's it's an amazing series. It's uh, uh, I, I like the first game. You and you watch me not stop playing that game but it's miles morales and it's spider-man so i'm i'm really hyped for it just just generally honestly i'm really excited to see the ray tracing all that jazz ray tracing in action i think is something that i know people talk about but i think long term Mm -hmm. there's a big thing about ray tracing okay i'm gonna be honest and see that in a council like i get it pc blah 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 but uh miles morales i'm ready that's your go-to i think next week um like I said, I don't have it now, but I'll probably have I'll probably have Demon Souls next week. No, um, you shouldn't. I think you I, should wait. I have. I, wait I, I, I do have. I did pre-order Miles Morales, but I also grabbed the 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 edition that comes with the PlayStation Four upgraded version of um, Spider Man. Spider Man, because yeah, I've only played about the first two really hours should. of Spider Man, so I'm thinking Spider Man might be the game you that should. I jump into because I'll get the next gen version of it. Plus, then I can roll right into Miles Morales, keep me busy until obviously Spider Cyberpunk comes out. But here's the thing, man. Destiny 2, Beyond Light. Oh, God, that drops next week, too. Okay. But here's the thing the PS5 and Xbox Series X upgrades don't drop till the 10th of December or December 8th. Wait. I can't, dude. I know you can't. can't. You should just wait. Beyond Light next week is going to be dope. December 10th when Cyberpunk drops. Yeah, you shouldn't pray. 
I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be all over that Destiny Monster, shit. Dude. Monster Hunter World, I'd like to see that on uh, um, next gen. I'll be very honest. The load times and specifically yes. the uh, the frame rate. Honestly, the the thing that's going to look really good on the Xbox Series X is going to be these games on the Xbox One that don't have that have uncapped frame rates. The the games that are uncapped or they don't have a cap on it, they're not locked at a certain rate, frame rate. Where it's basically it, it fluctuates depending on what's going on on the screen and what the resolution is. Whereas you know, so these games that have uncapped frame rates, like Monster Hunter, when you go with the performance mode, it's uncapped. The X it'll use the Xbox Series X's GPU and everything, and the videos of Monster Hunter World on Xbox Series X are incredible. Capcom's engines never get enough love for how mm-hmm. well. They fucking look. I'm not a Devil May Cry person. Mm-hmm. They are gorgeous games. Capcom's games like that always look really well. And I, I like. I'm I'm excited to see what Monster. I I have a hard time with Monster Hunter, but I'm excited to see what it looks like on these. Honestly, like I said, there's gonna be a lot of games on these systems that are going to benefit from the systems and their horsepower and everything there. So, Miss Ultimate, all right, got to head out, got to work. Have a great stream. Miss Ultimate, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for the raid. We really appreciate you. Enjoy that Xbox Series S. Uh, I know you are. I'm jealous. All I I can do is hold a controller, and she gets to play all the good stuff. So that's pretty dope. So check her out. Thank you so much for that raid. Really, really appreciate you for stopping by. Uh, Brian says, honestly, I'm getting a PS5 day one, but I'm not buying any PS5 games. I'm going to be cruising on backwards capability for a while. need to clear up that backlog. Dude, justifiable. completely what I'm mostly doing, except for Cyberpunk coming out and everything stops. I'm actually right now playing Batman Arkham Knight because I never finished it. That's a good one. I still think Asylum is the the best one. The first one, really? I I thought City was like... Asylum did great with some of the character stuff, but City really opened the game up to like more because it gave you that open worldness. Right, right, right. Yep. Now, I, for whatever reason, I just thought the story in Arkham Asylum was more focused uh, because it wasn't so much open world. You know, it was more focused. But man, the um, Scarecrow levels in that Dude. game. Oh yeah, no, they're the best. Were in Arkham. fucking oh, dope. Yeah, Asylum. Oh yeah, love yeah, the Scarecrow absolutely. levels. They were really, really good. But no, we'll have content uh, next week. Unfortunately, for my personal streams, I'm going to be trading in my last two systems. The ones that I normally use probably on on Friday or Saturday this weekend, so I won't have a stream on Monday night. Probably won't have one Friday night either. I'm going to be getting rid of everything, trading them in, get those things paid off. Tuesday night, I'll have an Xbox Series X. We'll definitely jump into that, check that out. Wednesday night, we'll do uh, Among Us. Uh, B&B Plays, we'll do Among Us. And then Thursday night, I'll have the PlayStation 5. We'll, we'll stream some of that, check out some of those games. So we have a lot of stuff going on next week, but again, I won't be on uh, Friday night or anything like that so trade them that's a shame among us is so good it really really is good it really really is good it's a lot of fun when we trading all those things in man i'm get my systems and then starting next week is next gen all all the way i'm, I'm all hype. in i'm all in so hype a lot of cool stuff to look forward to um well we have we let me just let me take a oh, minute of oh, your time oh no oh. there were not we we haven't mentioned uh the certain big game release that's dropping this week oh, let me, least, yeah, let me get this out stop it oh. we are getting remaster of oh. one of the best need for speed oh. games uh-huh. ever need for speed hot pursuit 2010 dropped on 360 and ps3 huge fan arrivals from 2013 forge cap Jared, a.k.a. Zatter, us, we loved and still love. I still play Rivals to this day. But 
what Rivals was based off of was more the traditional style of Need for Speed, which is Hot Pursuit. It's a remaster. Tomorrow night, midnight. The end. Uh, I'll definitely. Probably, I'm. I'm considering. You said forty bucks. So that's forty bucks. Oh, order, man, dude. I'm buying like six, forty bucks. I'm buying like a thousand dollars worth of shit next week, bro. Bitch. You ain't, dude. You'll play. You'll play that once, and you ain't gonna touch you, it ever you again. You don't even talk about Need for I'm, Speed like I'm that. I'm telling you what it's all about. You ain't, no, you ain't, ain't gonna, gonna touch speed. that game once Need after this speed, week, bro. I'll be playing all weekend. Uh, <laughs> I'm a millennial. I don't even know what that. What old games? <laughs> 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 He's dating himself. Hot Pursuit was great. Awesome. I really it was am. really, really great. I really love myself. All right. Moving on from next gen, we got to take a moment to pay our respects to honestly one of the great actors of our time, Sir Sean Connery, passed away earlier this week at the ripe age of 90. Salute to the man, the myth. Sir Sean Connery, and uh, we'll just take a moment to look back at that career. Obviously, uh, one of the greats. I mean, one of the most charismatic, well-recognized actors of our time. The accent, the look. I mean, he was just, he commanded the screen. Uh, he, 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 every, he, was, he was one of those guys where if he showed up in a movie, you're like, okay, this movie can't be terrible. I mean, seriously, he showed up. I mean, it might be terrible, but he's, he's, he's going to be the best part about it. Yep, yeah, I'm I'm agree. I'm trying to rack my brain. It's just to fuck with you, but yep, you win. But I mean, it's so many iconic here. Obviously, best well known as James Bond. Absolutely. 007 and he was a great James Bond, but you know, often people overlook some of his other performances, uh some of the other roles that were just maybe not quite as iconic as James Bond, but iconic in the actual movies they were in like really standout performances. You know, and, and a couple, you know, right here in the middle, Marco Ramius. In the Hunt for Red October, I mean, just a, a fucking intense movie from John McTiernan, the director of Die Hard. He actually passed up doing Die Hard two to make this, which I think was a wise choice because at the time Sean Connery is badass, Alec Baldwin is badass, you even have Sam Neill, uh, you know, Doctor Grant, he's in it. I mean, it's just a, an awesome, awesome movie. And 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 again, it's more of a a subtle performance from from um, from Sean Connery, but just again, every time he's on scene. Mm-hmm. And the character that he plays is absolutely brilliant. Because, like you said, if if it's a shit movie, what you're going to remember is Sean Connery's cameo. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, I mean, uh, he's the man. He is it's Sean fucking Connery. He shows up, and, and obviously, yeah, The Rock, John Patrick Mason. Oh, uh, I mean, we the, can talk shit about Michael Bay all day. One However, of, one, arguably, Michael Bay's best movie. Oh, fucking. God damn yeah. By far, yeah, by Absolutely. Far. Um, I mean, yeah, voted sexiest man when he was like sixty. I mean, I hope I've gotten that the last couple of years. I hope I can get it when I'm sixty. I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, dude, seriously, Sean Connery. I mean, the accent. Dude, I dated a girl in high school who seriously asked me, she goes, Can you talk like Sean Connery? And I'm like, Why? Well, she goes, I got a thing for that. And I was like, Whoa, no, I can't, but that's hot. That didn't she last very long, by the way. It lasted a week. It lasted a week. She realized I sound more like Seth Rogen, and she was like, "No, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> Not gonna work." But um, seriously, I mean, it's just—I mean, a great. I mean, what were some of? I mean, obviously, Ch- John Patrick Mason, um, Marco Ramius. So <laughs> I get real obscure sometimes. I'm a huge fan of Highlander. That's very controversial. I understand that, but he played no, Ramirez in the original Highlander, and again in Highlander Two, which is. That's controversial. Now, I'm not saying it's a great movie. <laughs> I'm just saying he was in the movie, right? I'm saying uh, uh, Dragonheart was a big movie for me, which he lended his voice to. Who are you pointing at? Josh. 
I like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm mixed on that. I love the fact that he plays uh, Alan Quartermain. Mm-hmm. I, 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 but again, to me, the movie movie had so much greatness and didn't hit the mark for me. But he made the movie because mm-hmm. I mean, he had I mean, that the, the the concept of the movie is brilliant to me. I think League is dope. But um, yes, he was in drag. I am the last one. It's <laughs> my favorite line. Uh, I loved him in, of course, The Last Crusade. The Last Crusade, Dude, bro. Pairing him up with Harrison Dude. Ford. For Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. Indiana it, was the dog's name. <laughs> I, do, do, do the books thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Tells me that goose-smacking morons like yourself should try reading books instead of bonding them. Spot on. He's spot on. The only one I can do is from Hunt for October. He was like, Ryan, be careful what you shoot at. Most things in here don't react well to bullets. No, don't react well to bullets. <laughs> Yes, that's right. That's right. I mean, it's just, dude, so many iconic roles. You know, you talk about, you know, Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. I loved him as Jim Malone in The Untouchables with Kevin Costner. Yep. I mean, that's the one role where he got not, he got nominated for an Oscar in that role, and he is incredible in that movie. Mm-hmm. I actually posted the scene that I love the mo- I love from that movie on, on Twitter where he's talking about how you catch Capone. And it's just he's dude. He was just so good in his roles. Like you always just you were locked on the screen when Sean Connery came around, and it, he he carried a movie. He had a voice you could recognize anywhere. If he you, dude, if, if I cover my eyes and he started, yeah. I was like Sean Connery. It was it was, it was iconic. Robin of Locke, Recogni- <laughs> right, right. He's like the best actor in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Right, right, right. In the last, two I still I'm still convinced. That he was merely just on set or maybe in the next studio, and they're like, fuck, man, we don't have anyone to play King uh, uh, Richard, it? I think. King Richard. Uh, we don't have King King Richard? Richard. Hey, Sean, can you come over and play King Richard? Like, okay, yeah, I'll do this. Sure. I ain't doing nothing today. <laughs> uh, uh, the Hill. One, uh, yep. Um, Entrapment. 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 Another really, really underrated, like, Sean Connery flick. Yeah, it was badass. Yeah, it was a really, really good movie. I mean, it's it's just the... Uh, the Welcome to the Rock. Him. Isn't it, who <laughs> plays him was... Uh, uh, was Daryl Hammond. <laughs> I'll take titties for 800, please. <laughs> it's titles, Mr. Connery. It's titles. <laughs> yeah, I'll take titties for 800, please. Oh, man. Yeah, 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 dude. Daryl Hammond. I mean, he's, he, he's played so many great roles. And, um, you know, he's been out of the limelight for quite a while. I mean, I think he got knighted, was it 20 years ago? Well, and, and some of the last, was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, like, the last movie sets that he was doing? And he's been out for a long time. Celebrity Jeopardy, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Mackenzie. Uh, but I believe some, I think it was his widow said that he had been suffering from dementia. For the last like five or six years, so he has been really kind of out of it. And I mean, and and that's the thing, man. When you when you, when you see these actors like Sean Connery, I mean, there's a reason you don't see them for a while because they're trying. I don't want to say they're trying, but I mean, they, they want you to remember them for who they all who, who you always want to remember them for. Right. You know, you look at like Patrick Swayze. Towards the end, he did not look like himself, and he was very private. Obviously, another guy that I'm worried about, Gene Hackman. We haven't heard from fucking Gene Hackman in a long time. He's still alive. He's still alive, but he's retired. But it's just like these guys. Once they hit a certain point and they realize they're at, it's the point of no return, yeah. they fucking go dark. They stay the fuck out of the spotlight, and they're out. Of, and it's just like yes, uh, yeah, Chi, we, we already touched on Mandalorian. It's the worst episode ever, and Tone turned it off halfway through. <laughs> it was disgusting. It's a lie. I'll take the rapist for 400 <laughs> That's a therapist, Sean. <laughs> therapist. <laughs> I'm sorry, laddie. I'm so hard on y'all. <laughs> but, um, no, we just wanted to, you know, 
and take a moment just to pay our respects. I mean, one one of the great iconic actors, according to IMDb, League was his last movie. What year was it, Tammy? Or TMZ? Sorry, I know it's TMZ. I always see TME. I always miss the Z. I want to say was it two two thousand two two thousand two? Oh, it was like two thousand four or five, wasn't it? Two thousand. Oh shit! Okay. Oh, so, we was both wrong. Oh, but I was okay, closer. Okay, so he's been out of it since for about thirty. Price is right. I won. And thank you for uh, Jimmy the Collector. Thank you so much for that follow. Really appreciate you. But um, yeah, no, I mean just. When you lose somebody, I mean, 2020 is already fucking wiped out everybody. You know, why not take Sean Connery at this point? You know, Betty White. Oh, shit. Strong girl. Yeah, yeah. Hang, hang somebody, in there. Showed, somebody showed a meme the other day of like a Mortal Kombat tower of like all these celebrities and Betty White going up the chain. <laughs> Betty White, stay I was away. dying. It was so fucking funny. Jimmy the Collector says the best James Bond. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let, I know you agree, right? Is, is your favorite Bond? Oh. It, Yes, he is. Jimmy just followed. He's going to unfollow. For, you he, know. he, I, I would definitely say he is my favorite Bond because of the iconicness of it. Yes, and um, uh, yeah. I, go ahead. No, I, I will say I recognize that he is the most popular Bond. Right. You know, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he he created he he gave the character that flair. He he created a cool ass character. That other, um, before Roger Moore, I mean, Roger Moore is not even part of the conversation. Jimmy, Roger Moore was just, I didn't like Roger Moore at all. He got way too campy. Um, for my money, I still think Daniel Craig is my favorite at this point. Uh, I really liked what Daniel Craig has done with the character. But in my opinion, Jay, uh, uh, Timothy Dalton is widely underrated as one, of, in my opinion, is one of the best Bonds ever. Um, I love Timothy Dalton. Uh, he's a talented actor. He didn't get the the the, sh- the fair shake that he deserved. The, the 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 franchise itself was kind of like in limbo when he took over. Uh, he did License to Kill, and then he did Living Daylights. Um, one of the writers of the Bond movie said he is the closest depiction to what they envisioned Bond to be. That's how good Dalton was with it. But unfortunately, Dalton's Bond movies were darker than many of the previous ones. They were more violent, more gritty. And it didn't quite resonate well with fans, but I thought as his performance um, as Bond, I thought I always thought Timothy Dalton was really, really good. And then when he was supposed to appear in the third film, the studio was starting to rethink things. How do we handle Bond? They delayed the next movie that he was supposed to be in, and by that point, they had already reached out to Pierce Brosnan, or, or Timothy start, Dalton started working on stuff, and so they went to Pierce Brosnan and brought him in. So the Timothy Dalton era, the only you know, it was only two Bond movies, but Chain. I feel like he was a really, really good Bond. Because Timothy Dalton's an amazing actor. He's, I, I like Timothy. He's Dalton. classically trained. He's he's, he's he's a great actor, but didn't get the recognition he deserved. But no, in terms of like the impact of the character, I mean, I mean, I mean, Sean Connery started it all, and I got I'll give credit. I mean, I love him as Bond. He's a great Bond. He really is. He's he's he started it all. But now as an adult, my favorite movies have changed. Yeah, I know. You like Super Troopers too. Okay, Josh. I'll let Josh uh, relax for a second, slow down a little bit before he puts himself out there. He thought Super Troopers uh, 2 was a, was, a, was a great movie. Jay McKenzie, a.k.a. Schmerd, a.k.a. Zatter, um, a.k.a. game developer guy. Um, He's a huge Bond fan too, so someday you guys have to hash that out. Oh, man. I'd like to hear you guys go back and watch some Bond personally. He's a huge Bond fan. Psycho. Oh, Craig! Craig plays a great Bond. I love. I mean, I love Craig as Bond. I love Daniel Craig as Bond. I'm really sad to see that he's gonna be going. But um, I have all the Sean Connery movies. All the Sean Connery movies. Damn! All right, I dig it. I dig it. 
I love more campy or not. He played the Bond character very well. Yeah, in that in a campy space, he he was very very good right. at playing a campy Bond. No doubt about it. He was really really good. But in terms of like what I like from my Bonds, I like him to be dark. I like them to be edgy, and I feel like that's where C- Timothy Dalton started it. But Craig has really ran with it more. He's right. made him more grounded, but he's still very mysterious. But overall, like he's just a fucking sweet Bond. He's got that. He's got a lot of Sean Connery vibes, but like that that Timothy Dalton darkness. Is that, that's what you said. I don't listen yeah. to you half the time, but that, that there, there's just something like because that's just it. Like I love, I just I love Sean Connery because iconicness. But my second favorite Bond used to be actually before Dana Craig. It's going to be very controversial as well too. Pierce Brosnan, mm. but now it's Dana Craig. Right? No, I mean, and Daniel Craig, he was chosen. You know, they, they went with that Bond because of what Matt Damon was able to do with Jason Bourne. They, you know. For a while, the Bourne series was like upper echelon, had taken over as kind of like the spy genre, as like the de facto spy genre. Like, this is what you want to be. Yeah. Action oriented. Yeah. It was a, you know, very smart series right. of movies. Right. And so they did something like, hey, let's go with, let's go with Daniel Craig. And you can see the similarities in Casino Royale and, you know, the Bourne movies are like, oh, okay, I can see there's some similarities between these characters. That's what they're going with here. So kudos to the Bourne movies. For helping create the Daniel Craig Bond. And That's honestly, you said it wrong. It's actually Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> um, really, I enjoyed all the Bonds except for Lazenby. He just didn't cut. The, was he in one movie? Yeah, it was one. I think it was in. I think it was one. George, yeah, I think he did. And, and then I think they remade it. I think it was a different one. I like Pierce Brosnan. Don't ban me. No, no, no. I mean, look, I liked. I loved Goldeneye. I Golden really, awesome. really, really liked Goldeneye. I thought that was a sweet fucking bomb with him, Sean, Sean Bean. I was like, okay, I can get on board. This is pretty sweet. But after that, they just really tailed off. And I was just like, eh, these are, these are kind of lame. I, I wasn't really, uh, wasn't really. Aston Martin V V twelve Vanquish, love it. Love uh, I love all the bomb movies. Such a lifelong thing. Watching them since I was super young. I mean, that's, uh, and that's you know, it started with with Sean Connery. And again, I don't know if if Sean Connery doesn't make that character so iconic. I don't know if Bond is even around now. So give credit where credit is due. He was an amazing Bond. He was really really good. He 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 created that fucking franchise. That's he's the only reason that franchise went anywhere True. because Sean Connery was so good at it. So I, I I give respects. I think maybe I'm just I like the darker grittier bonds that's fair just my thing i, li- I like the, i like the, the the more mysterious more badass guys and you know we saw that with dalton and even more so with uh with craig so mad respects i mean a lot of iconic characters we lost a great one um because <laughs> sean is so fucking sexy he is i don't even care I have, i'll say i have a man crush on him that'd be my man crush sean connery i mean he, we say he, the book he, thing he, again he's... one more time what the book thing, the burning book thing. Come on. Oh, <clears throat> give, it to, give it to me one more time. What it tells me is that goose snapping morons like yourself should try reading books instead of burning them. Man, it's it, it's you know, I, uh, yeah, they could cut glass right now. It was, it was pretty oh accurate. Oh my god, where are the band aids? Pretty accurate. All right, moving on to the final topic. This is the one where you want to get everyone involved because Brian. you know, Cuddles found this photo right i mean the Cuddles original one always finds stuff like always this. finds the best stuff to like and, and when he shows you you're just like oh fuck that's yeah, really yeah tough. i got to run with that so we get the we get the photo from him and we're like oh well let's alter it a little bit because yeah, there was a couple movies on there like eh, you know let's see what else we got so here we go you guys ready this is gonna be the good discussion let's roll what we're going to talk about today 
is obviously the summer of 1984. Well, the year the year 1984 in general was a massive year for the box office. There were a ton of huge movies. The box office that year was through the roof. Uh-oh. I'm pointing. Wait, I'm pointing. <laughs> We're talking about the summer movies of 1984. The summer movies between the months of, I think it was like May to August. Right, that sounds about right. You know, so we picked out the movies that were on the list, and then we altered some of the other ones for some new ones. And I feel like this this is pretty tough. There's a lot of good movies here, and we're going to go down the list here. So we're going to pick three movies. The rest of them got to go. The rest of them got to go. We're gonna Forever? Sp- Forever. Forever. So we'll start. We've got Gremlins, uh, Red Dawn, Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop, Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Doom. Obviously, in- top three, right? Revenge of the Nerds, The NeverEnding Story. The Last Starfighter and The Ooh. Karate Kid. Oh, The Karate Kid. Uh, I haven't seen three of them, right? So Josh you, Josh can talk about it. He's seen some of these movies. But now let's talk. If you had to pick three movies, three movies. Just three. Out of this list. And the rest get burnt. And the rest are lost forever. Forged. Let's talk about it. First, let's talk with our third pick because we're, we're going we're gonna to come together at the top, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's where we're going to come Like an Eiffel Tower. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be the Tower. Eiffel Tower, right. Starting with you, your first pick. What are you landing on? What, my third or first? Third. Because the first third. Yeah, we're starting at the bottom. We're converging. Yes, we're converging. Okay, my third pick, after many deliberation and many days. Oh, boy. And many things and thoughts is Gremlins. Oh. That's my bottom pick. Okay. There's two that. Cut above the rest. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time between Gremlins and another movie specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and very honestly, Gremlins is fucking amazing. It's actually, there's, there's, there's sometimes some quotes that I still quote from it. I saw Gremlins 2 in the theater. And if you saw Gremlins 2 in the theater, I don't know if it was in the VHS release, but when you're watching it in the theater, Hulk Hogan halfway through the movie gets yes. up and yells at the, hey, what are you guys doing up there? <laughs> <laughs> because they, they pretend that the the gremlins are up in the uh, yep. the 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 whatever the projection fuck it is. Booth. Thank you, that thing, and, and fuck up the whole thing. And he stands up and goes, "What do you guys do? Fix that!" Blah blah blah. And it was like, <laughs> you know, as a wrestling fan, as a kid, I was like, "Holy shit!" Dude, like, I, I went two with a buddy. was was an amazing. It was it was a departure from the first one because it was more um s- s- more santi- more satire. Like it was yeah. They hit on a lot of themes, like a lot of fourth wall breaking shit. Oh, like yeah, but were, it was brilliant. It was great. It Gremlins was 2 really was good. Highly underrated. Yes, yes sir. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. So that is my third pick. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. That's actually going to be my third pick. I'm going to go with you on that as well. Gremlins copycat. is, I know, it's a copycat thing. Um, but yeah, Gremlins was, it, it's, it's a Christmas movie. And even back then when I was a kid, it was such a good movie. It was entertaining, but it was scary as fuck. Because, like, Stripe, I mean, it had, there were some humorous moments. Like, at the bar was hilarious when they're at the bar and everyone's oh, dancing on tables. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they're playing poker or something, and somebody's cheating, and he shoots. I mean, it was hilarious, but there were some legitimate, like, holy shit. Yeah, there was definitely. But, uh, specifically in the science room, when the teacher gets killed, and that one's running around the hallways and shit, fucking was that. I was just like, okay, that's, there were some. Some mm-hmm. legitimate scares in that movie. <laughs> the, the teacher, teacher getting, getting jacked, jacked up. up. Yeah, he got, go. that, he got that syringe in the ass. He got drugged. 
Howie Mandel did the voice to Gizmo? Did I yes, he did. That? Howie Mandel, yep, did the voice for Gizmo. Oh my god, that makes so much sense. Oh, Howie Mandel, Bobby. yeah, Howie Mandel is like a Bobby's talented world. voice actor. He was really little good. monster dude. We, little I monsters talk about, with Fred Savage. I could talk about little monsters probably for a half hour. Ooh, I'll stretch dude. it out. Oh, Huge quickie, fan. that'd be a good one for a quickie. Quickie. quickie, yeah, buddy. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. It's it's there's and again, it's a Joe Dante film. I mean, Joe Dante. The Burbs. Mm, such I mean, a good movie. Joe, uh, Toy Soldiers. I mean, he, yeah, that's right. Joe Dante has an incredible list of movies. Joe Dante is fucking awesome uh, for a director. He had some great 80s movies. Uh, so, you know, to see him involved with Gremlins, it doesn't surprise me that it's, it's good. Uh, there's some good humor in it, but it's also, it's got some scares. It's, it can be a little intense. Yeah. There's some scenes that are pretty wild, but overall, it's it's so good. I, I I'm a huge fan of Gremlins. It's one of those movies again where if it's on TV, I'm gonna watch the fucking watch movie. It. Yep. So we agree. We're both going with uh, Gremlins for our third pick. Yep. Number two. My number two is the one and only Karate Kid. You're the best around. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Karate Kid all day. Danielson. Yes. I love that movie. As you guys know from B&B Quickies mm-hmm. and from just generally talking about Cobra Kai, I'm very passionate about that series. Mm-hmm. It was very integral in my uh, childhood growing up. Um, it was one of those things in one of those movies and franchises that me and my father bonded over, um, which was typically martial arts anyways, but Karate Kid was huge. I love everything that's going on in the real world now with Cobra Kai going forward, waiting for season three. That movie was was it was pretty easy for me to get to number two after I knew instantly what number one was for sure. Mm-hmm. No I hate the stupid bike. I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go. I mean, he beat the shit out of that bike, dude. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, mom had to come out and uh, no, Karate Kid's a great movie. It's it was it was always awesome yeah. as a kid. Uh, the second one was decent. Then the whole franchise just kind of went to shit. But like you said, Cobra Kai has kind of revived that. Yeah, I still like three. Did you really like I three? T- we've talked about I do like three. I actually still like two very well. I enjoyed three. Is after three was when the franchise went to crap. Because three was three. Three wasn't as good. Don't it was wrong, campy as, as fuck. Maybe, it, and but you there, know what? Had Crease been around for the whole movie? Right. Because I remember he was he had a he was he, he had was, his flunky. Around. Well, he was obligated to do another show. Right. So he was basically flying in on the weekends to do like a kind of a cameo thing, but they bring in this Thomas Ian Griffin, and it was he was such a shitty villain. I'm like this, guy, first of all, he sucked as an actor. He wasn't Got menacing the long hair, at right? all. Yeah, he was super campy, and I was like, man, why the fuck couldn't they get crease in this? But he was caught up in contract obligations. Just to wait till show. the ponytail guy. What is his name? Thomas Ian Griffin. Just wait till it comes full circle with Cobra Kai. I'll be I'm, predict- I'm predicting Dude, there's it no right now. Fucking way. They bring I think him he's back. Miguel's dad. I hope he's. I hope Miguel's he's dad. out of movies ever since. Miguel's dad. I'm telling you. Yes, three has such an overtop villain. Yeah, he's a lame ass villain. Panic. Junkie. There you go. That's a good list, Junkie. Too. Everybody's got some great stuff. Everybody's See, sharing all their we lists were, out there. We weren't sure if Revenge of the Nerds would get some love. Junkie. I know Panic said it was very rapey, but you know, look. Everyone is going to have a different opinion of comedy and stuff like that. We grew up through the '80s, so we're more into the raunchy stuff. We're desensitized you know, to yeah, a lot. We're desensitized, and I'm stuff, not. Yeah. And this is not making light of things like that. But I just like look, guys. Like you know, when I look at comedians, I think of like George Carlin and Eddie Murphy and, and Richard Pryor. These guys, those guys would never be able to do today what they did back then. And I love that comedy. I love that raunchy, hard-hitting comedy because, right. first of all, it's not it, – it, back then it wasn't 
I want to say it was insensitive. It was just, it was an interesting look. It was an interesting take. George Conn specifically was one of the smartest comedians mm-hmm. I've ever listened to. And, you know, going back then and listening to the stuff they would say, there's no way they'd be able to get away with it now. Eddie Murphy and Richard Wright, those mm-hmm. types of comedy hours. I mean, Eddie Murphy can still do movies that are hilarious, but the type of comedy they did, stand-up, stand-up comedy, was fucking savage. But, man, there was so much truth behind it. But at the time, they didn't fucking care if they were offending anybody. Right. Because everyone understood back then, it's comedy. It's meant to make you laugh. If you can't laugh at this, what can you laugh at? But at the same time, I understand that things are different now. And you got to be careful with what you do. And, and I get that. But, you know, you look at Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, some of the themes that it touches on are probably a little iffy now. Man, Booger. And all those guys. Revenge of the Nerds is pretty fucking. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay J- Hill, yeah, we're, we're picking our top three of this. We're starting from our least going to our top on this one. Panic, you got to see Carlin live. That's epic, bro. Wait, I'm drunk. Is this your list of favorite of these movies? We're basically having people pick three movies from this list of right. summer movies from 1984. You have to pick three and the rest get tossed out. So you want a karate kid? My second choice is Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop is the quintessential 80s movie. It's a great movie. You have Eddie Murphy at his prime. You you got an iconic theme song, but the whole soundtrack was rocking. Yeah, it was good. You got Judge Reinhold, another icon Mm -hmm. of the 80s. Oh, yeah. And it was, dude, it was just Eddie Murphy and do whatever you want, bro. You're funny as hell. And Eddie Murphy is hilarious in this movie. But it's got some good action. It's got a lot of comedy. It was it really kind of like it was kind of like the start up of the, the the action cop buddy movie. Like it was just really fun. It was entertaining. It's the quintessential eighties movie. I mean, it was his breakout role. I mean, I would argue that he was even better in um forty eight hours. Oh. Forty eight hours. <laughs> no. <laughs> 48 hours with uh with Nick Nolte is an incredibly underrated comedy. It was now that is a movie, is a movie. That's a movie that does not get made today. It does not get made today. But I tell you what, him and Nick Nolte, their chemistry they in that had movie great chemistry. was fucking Absolutely. awesome. 48 hours was good. Another 48 hours not probably so shouldn't have been made. Yeah. Shouldn't have been made. But uh, no, I'm going with Beverly Hills Cop because it was just it was it's absolutely hilarious. Even today, it's funny to watch. Eddie Murphy is just improving left and right, and he chews it up. He does great. It's this this was the role that really kind of set him in place outside of like Saturday Night Live. This was like his big break. Yep. This was his big thing. And had he not done this movie, he would have probably been in the movie we're going to talk about now. He was approached by it, but he was tied to Beverly Hills Cop. I did not know that. But the number one movie. The number uno. That we both believe. I mean, and it's not, it's honestly, it's not even close. It was the first thing I picked. It's, it, dude, it's, it's the one and it's right here. Ghostbusters. All day. It's not even close. Absolutely not even close. Ghostbusters it, was, it, to this day, you just watched it recently. I watched all the I time because Halloween. my kids love Ghostbusters. I watched that three days a week. Yeah, the kids are like Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. I'm like, man, I, I, I'm doing right. I'm doing right as a father because my I kids would say so. Like, yeah, I mean, hell yeah. You're watching yeah, a three year old movie. Yeah, my kids want to watch Ghostbusters, Roadhouse, or Predator. Oh, you're a great parent. I'm the fucking dad of the, the fucking the, year. Yeah, you number one. So, uh, number but one. Ghostbusters, man, it's one of those movies where again, it could be dated by its special effects. Sure, 
But Could you be. and I are big fans of practical effects, and there's yep. a lot of the stuff in there. Is yes, a lot of it is. I don't want to say it's CGI. I don't know what. There's it was some. Back there's then. some like uh, stop, stop motion, motion claymation yeah, with yeah, the, like yeah. with the dogs and with stuff. The dogs, with the, yeah, yep. but but there's a lot of like practical effects. But man, the thing that about Ghostbusters that still holds up well today is Timeless. just the dialogue, mm. the camaraderie between the characters. Chemistry. You know, obviously Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, uh, Harold Ramis, they knew each other really well. They fed off each other well. Um, and it's just, you know, they're, they're so good. And then Winston comes in and Winston, I, I understand why he feels like he loves this. He, he loves the movie, but I, you know, and I agree that he, I wish that he had more part in the thing I don't like about Ghostbusters is the fact that he's not on the poster. That's the one thing that he doesn't like. And I don't like it either because Winston Zettermore is, is a huge part. He's not on the poster. Yeah. Well, because fuck, I didn't realize it to yeah. point it out. Um, the thing that make that makes his character so important is he comes in as an average blue collar everyday Joe. Valid. That's also coming from a religious background. So when they're in the car talking with Dan, when he's talking, talking about the end of days or whatever, yeah, yeah, right. And Dan Aykroyd's character is kind of like, yeah, okay, I guess. Like yeah. he gives more of a perspective, at least for the time, of like kind of everybody's like where they've come from. Cause like you can enjoy the movie and, and have a lot of laughs because you're enjoying like everything, but there's, there's certain things they do and say mm-hmm. that almost separates the audience. But Winston is the one that gaps that right. Right. That, right. That closes that gap. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very interesting tape because all these guys are really smart intellectual guy. But then this dude's just, I just need a fucking job and paycheck. I don't, he, he could be shoveling shit. He didn't care. And he, and he jumps in, he jumps in head first mm-hmm. and likes it. But you're still going to get this perspective of a character that is contrary to everybody else, which actually brings a very, very good. Yeah, it kind of grounds it a little bit, humanizes them all, and not just all mm-hmm. fun and games. Mm-hmm. But I know Ernie Hudson's awesome in that movie, and I mean, it's just, just it's awesome. It's one of those movies, you guys, where you watch it now. I mean, this movie is almost what forty years old. It's four years? still entertaining. As it's fuck. fucking hilarious. The comp, the the dialogue, the the, the 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 writing, and everything about this movie is still entertaining as yes. fuck. And it and it helps that there's so much rapport between the main cast. Sigourney Weaver's awesome in this movie. Rick Moranis is awesome. Annie Potts is awesome. Every single person. Everybody, even William even Atherton. Dickless. Even yeah, William Atherton. You know, he's he's the the what is he the Environmental Protection Agency? Yeah, guy. EPA. And he's also uh, the news reporter in Die Hard that Holly punches at the end. And he was also the asshole in fucking Biodome. He was yeah, Faulkner. He was also in, Faulkner. Oh shit! Um, what's the movie with Val Kilmer? Where he's like a genius, uh, real geniuses, real geniuses. Yep, yep. He's, he's like the he professor or whatever. But you know, just an amazing cast, and everyone is given just enough to flesh out their characters and make them. I mean, seriously, Lewis. I mean, come on, Rick Moranis is character. I mean, constantly locking himself out of, out of his <laughs> apartment. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just there, there's so many great scenes in Ghostbusters, and you watch it, and it's just it's it's belly laugh after belly laugh after belly laugh, and it never ever. Like I said, I have watched that movie. I don't even know how many fucking times in the last four years, and it never gets old. I will sit down and be like, "Oh man, this part's awesome." Come My on. two favorite interactions and pseudo quotes is when they're going up. To get out Slimer in the uh the the hotel, uh-huh. the guy's like he says we exterminators or whatever he says he's like yeah cockroach or something like that it must yeah, be somebody a big call, co- must be you know, bite your head off yeah man. you know bite your head <laughs> off man love that part and then the second part um is when uh they meet up with uh, uh Gozer and and they're you know it, uh they're talking like what they're gonna do or whatever and and Bill Murray just out of nowhere I swear it's an ad lib and it's probably not he's like go get her Ray. <laughs> 
And you can see like Bill Murray almost like breaks character for a minute because he's got the smirk. Uh-huh. Like almost a, that's why I feel it's like an ad lib or something like that. And Dan Aykroyd just he's of course he's just faceless about it. And he just says, Go get a ray. And I'm just like, God damn, that's so fucking Bill Murray. He's just so- like, Are you a god? Are and you a he god? looks back at Bill Murray Bill Murray, he's like <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I mean, Ghostbusters. It's it's like I said, it, it helps that everyone is just having fun making the movie, and that's when you can tell, like, with these comedies, if everyone is in sync and everyone knows mm-hmm. how to feed off each other. I mean, you know, Ray is this guy, and, and Bill, you know, uh, 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 Egon is the super nerd. Vankman is like the whatever fucking guy. You I know, collect just, spores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spores folds and mu- oh, funguses, funguses yeah. yeah it's just yeah it's it, ghostbusters will always be the defining movie of 1984 in my mind i mean there's a lot of great movies here as you can see there was a lot of great movies in 84 nightmare on elm street the first one came out uh we had a uh, uh, uh friday the 13th the final chapter was yeah, in there the all these movies purple came out in there yeah but we, yeah uh purple rain purple, oh, pur- purple rain, purple yeah, rain. Yeah, purple and, rain. and that's just it like these were the summer movies we had to kind of zero in on yeah. that, but like, man, oh man, like honestly I had a hard time with, uh, um, the big one. I know everybody's pretty much always usually about, uh, never ending story. I got to hear all this shit. Um, but actually the one that I was fighting the most with gremlins on my top, if I was doing a top three, I did it one, two, three ghostbusters, one Karate Kid two gremlins. Sorry, uh, I was actually fighting really hard with last Starfighter. It's <sighs> a very obscure film to a degree, it is, yep. but as a sci-fi fanatic, Last Starfighter for me when 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 you were going to an arcade or even playing an Atari as a kid, yep. that's all you like. That was calling to me. Like the first time I saw Tron, blew my fucking head. Last Starfighter was like that for for me too. And I, and I love fantasy medieval stuff. So don't get me wrong. You would think that normally you know never any story would be my call to mm-hmm. Last Starfighter, bro. Like I said, I was talking about this before the show. <laughs> like uh, Andrew Rick, listen, you smell something? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the Twinkie. <laughs> But, like, you know, The Last Starfighter is, like, a lot of these movies from the 80s, some of these other obscure movies that I will remember them fondly as a child. But watching them now, you're just kind of like, it doesn't do anything yep, for and that's, me. And that's a hard one. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, like, I liken it to, like, Howard the Duck. Again, if you, if you sit down right now and watch Howard the Duck, after watching everything else they've done in the MCU, and you go watch Howard the Duck, the movie fucking sucks. Yeah. It's trash. It's hard to watch. It's bad acting. Leia Thompson is just wasted. She's getting a paycheck. Chris Ro- or, uh, uh, Tim Robbins is wasted. Jeffrey Jones is, you know, even though he was, um, uh, who's the, he's the principal in Ferris Bueller. Bueller. Um, yeah. You know, just a whole cast wasted. A whole cast of 80s, uh, 80s icons wasted. And it's just a really bad, a really hard movie to watch. Um, you can look at Stephen King's It, the one with Tim Curry. Awesome movie when I was younger. Scary as hell. Watch it now. I'm good. I'll just, Way I'd more rather- campy. I'd rather remember these movies as watching them as a child. Remembering, and they were so good. We were talking about the Explorers with River Phoenix and and Ethan Hawke. I mean, mm-hmm. awesome movie when I was a kid. Watching now, and like the last twenty half hour, twenty minutes, you're just like, this movie, fuck, this is really bad. Hard. Yeah. Or or what's the one you like, Mac and Me? I know you like Mac and Me. That was I one. I did that love was, Mac and Me as a kid. <laughs> fucking would. Man. I did. You're I a really disaster. Did. Short circuit. Sure doesn't hold. Oh God, yeah, no kidding. Short, Short Circuit with Steve Gutenberg and oh, Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Five Alive. <laughs> I tell you what, Short Circuit too. There's, there's a real hard one to watch. Is Short Circuit too, where you don't even, it, dude. If you can't get Steve Gutenberg to sign on for a sequel after five fucking Police Academies, True. your movie sucks. And you know what? Short Circuit two sucked. 
Michael McKean is not Steve Gutenberg. He's as much really as I not. Like Steve, as, I as, as much as I like Michael McKean certain roles, he ain't no he Steve Gutenberg, man. He ain't. He ain't. So, but yeah, I felt like that was a good conversation. A lot of people had different. We had a lot of lists in there. A lot of yeah, lists. Yeah, great I, stuff. I, what guys. was it? Panic Games. I like Revenge of the Nerds too better. Nerds in Paradise, not a bad flick. That's not the one with the warthog in it. That the the fucking yeah, where they where they ride off the yeah. beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like I said, That's man. A long time. Revenge of the Nerds too was a decent flick. Eighty four. There it is. Summer movies. Summer movies of nineteen eighty four, and uh, there was a lot of good ones, man. A lot of great movies. So, but. That's going to do it for this week's show. We appreciate you guys and girls adjusting to the schedule. Again, we'll be going back to bi-weekly. This was, this, we made this adjustment just so we could fit in a couple more shows mm-hmm. and a move around the holidays and the retail world that uh, uh, Tone has to deal with and, and, and work as well for myself. So we kind of move things around so we can really kind of land these shows in here and have a couple more shows before the end of the year. But um Next week, B&B plays hopefully on Wednesday. We're targeting Wednesday for Among Us. So if you have Among Us on PC or on your phone, you can play with us. And we'd love to have you there. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun. We had a blast. We had a fucking blast. The last time we played Among Us. So we'll be doing that Wednesday night. In terms of next-gen coverage, I'll be live on Tuesday night with some Xbox Series X impressions. We'll check out some of the games there. And then Thursday night, PlayStation 5 will come out. We'll check out either uh, probably Demon's Souls because I'm a fucking loser. Don't I'm going to buy it. a game I don't want to buy. Don't do it. Just do Miles. Or Spider-Man, Miles Morales. We'll take a look at that. Um, could be, I mean, it could be Sack. There's, there's, there's some really good games coming out next week. Call of Duty comes out next Friday. True. So we'll have a lot of stuff to look at. Come next week. But one more time before we close the show. One more time. One more time. If you haven't hey, entered already, click that link. Get entered to win a PlayStation 5 disc version and a PSN code for 50 bucks, courtesy of one of our friends, Banter Babble. We have a viewer that want, remains to be anonymous, and they want to offer up something extra with the PlayStation 5. So that'll be a part of it as well. The drawing will happen Wednesday, December 2nd. At 9.30. Live. Live. Right here on Manager Bible, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll announce the winner, and we will ship it out the next day. We want to get everybody involved. If you have friends or family that are looking for a PlayStation 5 that you think would be into the show, send them our way. Whether it's in during the stream, get in the Discord. We want to keep this as in-house as possible. Don't share it on social media. Don't put it on Facebook. Don't put it on fucking Twitter. Keep it right here. We appreciate you guys and girls' support. All we ask is for you to share those links when we post them. Share them on Facebook. Let everyone know, hey, check out this show. There are a couple of dorks that like to get drunk and talk about movies, video games, TV shows, and wrestling. Sounds awesome to me. So uh, we really appreciate your support, you guys and gals. Uh, we will be back Wednesday next week with B&B Plays with Among Us. And then the following week, the week before Thanksgiving, for another proper episode of Banter and Babble. Mr. Fanboy Tone. I am the dude 79. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great night. Breaks it. We'll talk to you soon. Break. Night, everybody. Bye.